Politics, DDP said fuck a cap and arena tricks. We trying to build a dynasty out of heap of shit. McCaskey money rolling in, but that don't mean shit to diehard fans. No matter where they move the stadium in Chicago land, you can't escape the aftermath. You can't win no stats and block boy math. The battle starts in the trenches. You can't fix Nagy's offense with 35 wrenches. Up in the nosebleeds, you smell the play call stenches. The sledge fields drop jewels like Osco. Tell the genius sell the team wholesale. Costco. McCaskey's grimace, zero accountability, the wise cause regression, performance is the plaza, the bears stay at the west end, guessing, competition bringing out the best end, anything you do but pace bears vain obsession, wrong personnel, this team never play the best, performance over politics, the bear opposite, Virginia still smiling, Millhouse praising culture, George talking leaders, reading script on his Osa, where the fuck is pace, hiding behind the wise, You'll never know how good your football team is going to be until you play with maximum effort. Open competition over the north and never give it back. Smartest man. My Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Guess who's back? The two dudes that kept it real. Dynamic duo that you love, the smartest man in Dr. Phil. Breaking down the film, never a problem, kick it straight. Most shows focus on stats, we focus on the tape. We keeping it a hundred, never running east to west. We coming with that truth, cause that's what our fans expect. Cut off the freaking anchor, forward to be free. But don't you worry, Shane's got the dumbest tweets. It ain't no secret, feeling Shane got some haters. But now the mouth stuck like the two and now and later. Debaters, frauds get kicked like Coach Tabor. Cuts had to be made, we added the barber mom. 
moderator. Up and down, boys got you double checking. Sad sacks scrolling like a full drum texting. Flexing on the truth, cause you know they'll never change. Real, recognize real, that's what you get with Phil and Jimmy's first name. We do when we're breaking down the bears. Fuck a play or a captain. All of the armchairs. Never you see, we laugh, we analyze, so there's no babies like Maybelline. Straight to the truth with the vacuum and facts. We got a sad nerd, but he's not just giving nerds that car crash. Big impact like trip sad. Every Wednesday night, you got the smartest man in back. Now we know you're smiling like a fat kid with fun dead. We're back better than ever, and we're keeping it a hundred. Phil and the smartest man. Justin Fields can sound sign the pocket. Puts that ball perfectly where only Moody can get it. One point. Two feet. Draft Dr. Phil and the smartest man. Keeping it up, landing, baby. Keeping it up, landing, baby. Never yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. That's Claudio's thing. I'm the only one here. Can you guys believe it? The Bears are all hurt. Everybody at TTNL is late, except for the smartest man. I was gonna give you the best yo ever, but I'm not gonna step on Claudio's toes. Props to Claudio. He's at cheerleading competition tonight with his daughter doing that thing and here i am holding it down etnl studios waiting for everybody to show up everybody's doing the kid thing ddp's doing the football practice thing and everybody forgot that we have a show 8 30 p.m east oh, what's going on everybody welcome to ttnl keeping it 100 it's gonna be a good show for you tonight we're going to have our guy on from the desert tonight, Brett Maley, going to do some over-unders with us with the Chicago Bears football team. That's usually a lot of fun. Hopefully, I think I saw Brett in the in the chat room a little bit earlier, so I know he's ready to go and talk some football. Get going. Week three preseason this weekend. Looking forward to it. QB1 going to play. He better play. I don't care what the situation looks like in front of him. Got to get him some legitimate reps, get these guys going. It's too long to wait. Can't have three passes going into week one with a critical game. It's got to be playoff-type atmosphere from the fans, from the players, from the coaches. Can't start off 0-1-1 in Soldier Field versus Lambeau, or versus uh, Green Bay. Look at this. Somebody coming into the green room, and look at this guy. Take a fucking lap, kid. Oh, Showing up late. You missed I was the best. Out on the coach. I was. You missed the I best yo whistle. ever. You missed the best yo ever. Did I? Oh yeah. No, I I did a baby yo, and then I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna, not gonna embarrass Claude like that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it perfect out the gate. <laughs> so man, I was hustling off the field, Shank. I was wondering. I I, I only gave roll. them one sprint because they had such a good practice. I did the roll call in the in the production DM, and Sheree was going to be late. Jackal was going to be late. Ivan was going to be late. Claudio's at a cheerleading competition. 
Jackal's gonna show up. That's no. Bratcher said he might be back by 2026. <laughs> you, know, you know how that goes. PJ Walker's late over the middle, picked off. I was the only, I was the only one here on time, man. But good good to have you in here. And I haven't even shared with you the little uh, screen brush app that I was telling you about. Yeah. I finally I finally figured it out. I finally conquered that, so we're good to go with that. I'm talking to StreamYard oh. and got that all figured out. So we're good to go there. I'll show you what we got to do. But week That's three, good. my man, Bears. Week three of the preseason. preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preseason. There's a lot of drama, a lot of debates. I'm sorry I'm, I was a little late. On the practice field, under the lights, I lost the key. We had the best practice. You know how that goes. Shout out to the dads that helped out today holding the bags. It's full yeah. on family out there, Shane. That's yeah. TT They're all going to be rubbing Ben Gay on those shoulders to, tonight. <laughs> Walking into work all sore tomorrow. I think our left tackle, Tate Ferguson, might be able to start for the Bears right now. That is a good football name. I'm not going to lie. Tate Ferguson. <laughs> definitely better definitely better than turd ferguson right <laughs> that's yeah. an offensive guards name oh my god we could use him there too though i gotta shout out my wife to begin the show because she's full-on coach's wife right now that's good that's dinner good yeah dinner the practice football like 24 7 at this house Jake. oh yeah tape <laughs> Collisions going on. Right. Had to come in and tell me he's going to shower. The quarterback, number one. QB1. QB1, Tate. I have two Tates on our team Tate Ferguson and Tate Atoshin. They both spelled the same? They both are spelled the same. T A T E. Nice. Now we need a Tate on the Bears, I think. So hopefully we get. Remember, there was David Tate. Yeah. Former safety. Do you remember Tate George from the University of of Connecticut? First Clemson from the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I was in senior year of high school, I think. Tate George. Yeah. Didn't he go to the Knicks, right? He played for the Knicks. I don't remember. I mean, I can look it up real quick, but... Floos? Did he go to the Nets? Nets. He probably was the Nets. Yeah. Yep. Nets. But, yeah, let's get into it, man. There's so much... Chicago Bears talk now. Yeah, there's so much going on. Um, Start start where we were talking. Yeah. Or where do you want to go? I think he start with the backup quarterback. I don't think Bears have had this glorious debate in a long time. You're either on Team Phil and Shane or you're on some other land of misfit toys. Yeah, and I, mean, I think it's I think it's critical that we say that. It just made I understand. I would carry 3. Me too. I would carry Especially 3. Because of the rule anyway. But Bajent is QB2 without a doubt 100%. You it's performance over politics, it's everything this team stands for. You know, you 
it's everything about football. It's like PJ Walker has played himself off the roster. You can't just say, well, he's a veteran. He's been here, blah, blah, blah. It's what have you done now? That's where the Chicago Bears have been epic failures. There's a pile, oh, his contract. Oh, we drafted him. Let's give him another year. Go with what you look back, even with Josh McCown and, and Jay Cutler. The hot hand is where you got to go. And right now we haven't seen, and I said this on BHL with you, and tip of my hat to you, I know you, me, and my dad during the combine were very, we were hyped up with Bajan, Stetson Bennett, uh, DTR, and we were down on Will Levis, right? And we were, <laughs> these are the things we were, this kid Bajan had a lot, and you were pining for him at the, you know, the draft, you got a draft. We were all about drafting a developmental quarterback. And they just, they just have not. And that, that's the thing, you know, it, it you can't undersell the fact that Getsy was around him senior bowl week. Exactly. Cunningham polls were down there. And that, that's, that's a big part of it. You get to see his interactions. You know, we, we talked about all of that. This kid just, this isn't Nathan Enderly. This isn't David fails. You know, David Fales stuck around the league for a little while. This kid, I'm not just talking. I know he hasn't had a ton of passes. He's obviously going to get more reps this week. But yep. this kid's demeanor, the way that he takes control, he's unflappable. You know, they talked to Darnell Mooney, who had an earpiece in. And he's like, just to listen to him call out the plays and make the checks. He's like, it's, it's very, very impressive to, to listen to. And that's players know before anybody, Phil. That's oh, the thing. You d- and when we I say that to, we're I talk to your boy Greg Bragg, I said the same thing. The players know, the coaches know, and it's always been a shame on you. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's fine. You're 100 right. The players know. We know. I mean, if it sparked this debate because of the eyeball test for people, then there is a a situation and i've said this i talked to former bears quarterback eric kramer this week and he and i were talking about it and, and i use him because he was the last quarterback i remember just throwing the ball on time accurately for the chicago bears say what you want about him i've seen comments on youtube when i say that i've followed this team since i was in third grade to watch the Chicago Bears develop quarterbacks has been absent, let alone a backup quarterback or a young one. Kyle Orton was a guy that we saw drafted like in the fourth or fifth round that fourth you round. Saw, saw talent, right, Shane? You saw the ability to jump off the tape. He had accuracy, he made good decisions, but he wasn't even near the athlete Bayesian is. He wasn't near the accuracy the throwing mechanics that this kid has. And Shane, you have the statistical throws in college, but I will remind people, like TTNL, if you're a patron, we've been talking about this guy since December and January. And you got to give these guys a chance. The roll of the dice is there. You never know until they get in those situations where they're live action, I don't care what a dude is doing in seven-on-seven drills 
and this practice and that practice. The coach is telling you throw, just throw, throw, get it out of your hand, throw. It's when the lights come on, you're in control of the huddle, everything else is gravy. And to Shane's point, to see him articulate his thoughts in front of the camera, it's a hell of a lot to be a quarterback, number one. It's the most difficult position to play in all of sports. And and that's the thing. And like I see this comment from Vaughn, dude, have one good drive and y'all want to nail him as the next Brock. Nobody here has said that. When you see somebody with the talent, with the demeanor, with the tools that he have, you keep him on your roster and you develop him moving forward. Who knows? This is this is the way that you have to look at things. If you go out and Justin Fields, let's just say he's lost for the season. You're God forbid. Yes, your season is most likely over with. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to put PJ Walker in there and let him play and lead you to two wins, no. three wins? No. You put Tyson Beja in there, you roll with him, you let him develop on the fly, and you see what you have with him. Nobody is saying that if he gets put on waivers that another team is going to claim him and make him QB1. The new rules are you can have three quarterbacks on your roster and use one of them for the game day roster of 46, and they're not going to count against you. not sure if everybody knows. Go around the NFL and look at the quarterback depth charts. You're telling yeah. me that it, that a, there's not a team out there that's not going to be interested in a kid like this? Look, look what San Francisco has been going through. Sam Darnold just was named QB2. Trey Lance is QB3 and on his way out of there. Teams are in flux at quarterback. Phil, we talked about it a little bit today on the phone. Philadelphia, Tanner McKee is at a position. He may overtake Marcus Mariota for QB2. In it's Philly, also, and they're Super Bowl contenders, but we can't do it here as a three-win team. Having a rookie yeah. quarterback, it makes people are overthinking it. P.J. Walker, I don't want to say that it's based off. He's got experience. So does Nathan Peterman. That's the point. Three touchdowns, 11 interceptions in his career is what P.J. Walker has in the NFL. That's fine. We're not going to base everything off stats, but let's not act like this is a guy that's been around that he's been there done that no he's bounced around yes the experience is infinitely more than what tyson bajant has had you keep this kid on your roster this isn't a fifth or a sixth wide receiver this isn't a fourth or a fifth linebacker or a a fourth or a fifth defensive tackle or an eight or ninth offensive lineman this is a quarterback. They're different. Keep this kid here. You have him cost-controlled for the next few years. Keep him, develop him, and see what happens. The Bears never do this, ever. I don't give a shit about the $2 million guaranteed for P.J. Walker. If you want to keep him, keep him on the roster. It is what it is. He's QB3. He's an emergency He's- quarterback. That's fine. I, I totally I agree. And I, a, a QB2 is that's the best line to develop. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He sat behind Brett Favre as QB2, and he was developed there. So I want to get that shit out of the way where people just don't understand that 
Oh, he's only got one drive like that comment. I'm sure there'll be more. Here's my coaching view of this. It's hard to find talent that's going to translate. And there's a lot of shoe salesmen that scout and coach in the NFL. So fuck you trolls. And I know this from family that have coached in the NFL and have seen it myself. And all of you could poo-poo all you want, but there is a bias when a player comes from a smaller school, he's already got a label on, but can he do it? Thus, they invite these guys to the senior bowl to try to get a look against competition of that nature that's on that level, right? So this young football player was able to get to a point where he has shown up and shown out and done the things that make a difference. When I was growing up, I remember, thank you. I remember Kurt Warner Tell coming my, in for Trent my Green. Door's my door's open too. I'll take I'll take some. My Tate knocked that over. You don't have to set this up. I'll take care of it. Thank you. It's a family show. <laughs> you don't have to pause. I was hustling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you're developing these young guys. Kurt Warner was developing. He had to go travel to NFL Europe. He had to go here. He's Hall of Famer. Right. And it, Tom that's... Brady developed behind exactly. Drew Bledsoe. He got his shot. You never know what's going to happen in the game of football. To take the, the risk of saying, no, we'll cut this guy or we got to keep the other guy and put politics in this, that's it, Ted Phillips it, and McCaskey way. It has it's nothing to do with Bajant being a QB1. It has Not nothing at all. to do with that. No it's one on this show Believing in what that. you see. And that, that's the thing. And I, I just scanning over the chat. This isn't something that we just watched Tyson Bajant last week and said, oh, that's he's got to stay. If you've been a TTNL fan, we talked about Tyson Bajant. We were very interested in Tyson Bajant. Go back to our draft coverage where I was pounding the table for the Bears to draft Tyson Bajant. There's a lot to like there with this kid. This kid's thrown 2,040 passes in his collegiate career. That is why he is so composed. He's seen it. Yes, it's not at the elite level, but that's that's what it is. Did you know that Northwestern and Maryland both offered him? But his his credits wouldn't transfer, and it was very important because he made a promise to his family that he would graduate, and all of his tr- credit credits wouldn't transfer, so he stayed and didn't transfer to Maryland or to Northwestern, or he would have went there. I just There's enough there in this kid there's enough arm talent there's enough composure and listening to this kid speak phil he's been a quarterback since he was six years old that's what his father wanted him to be his father was his coach so he could put him at quarterback that's who he is he's it's a great problem he's not not worried about the fucking televisions at hallis hall he's not worried about his freaking water bottle being his binky None of that. Keep him on the roster. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, then you release him and you let him go and you move on to the next who, guy. Who was t- t- Taylor Haneke? Heineke. Yeah. Who was Kirk Cousins? 
He was a fourth round backup when RG3 was your number one pick. Other team, Mark Brunell, who was he? Other teams have done the formula the correct way. The Bears have a new GM, a new president. And here's this young buck going in there. The only thing I could say to those people, one drive haters, are I agree with you. I, I'm hating on the coach for not putting him in in the second half to give him more reps. What's the story behind that? I would love to know why you as a head coach I took think him out. Can, and I think you can turn it around and say maybe they know. Well, that's the thing. And yeah. for me, even if I knew, I'm giving that kid reps to get him ready. And and that's, you know, I've said this many a time. There's red flags with Floose for me. That was a big one. And this kid, and I hate the ignorant, well, a lot of these guys are going to be working at McDonald's next week. A lot of those guys were playing at the University of Texas, Missouri, Notre Dame, yeah. that were on the field that he's playing against. That's all he has control over is who he's going up against. And guess what? You can argue that some of the guys he's playing with will be doing the same thing. They won't right. make it. It's the most and, ignorant and none of this idiotic, is, none of this is going against Justin Fields. That's not what this is about. And this is no. where Bears fans are blinded because they're not used to it. You're used to going over and putting all of your eggs in Jay Collins' basket, and then you have fucking Todd Collins. Or behind Caleb him. Haney. Caleb Haney. That's or Todd Collins. That's a, Todd Collins. Yeah, played in the fucking NFC Championship. Three-year-old Todd Collins with his neck. Fucking Mike Glennon played for the Bears. Yeah. Did you one time see anything that Mike Glennon did in the NFL that was equivalent to that one drive. What was this dude's name? V van Vaughn. Is that his name? Vaughn dude had one good Vaughn. How many good drives did Mike Glennon have? And Brock Purdy had to prove himself. Now Trey Lance first round pick is going to get traded out of town. <laughs> all, all the snaps that, PJ Walker has taken. And I listen at the time I was a fan of the signing of PJ so Walker. I. Never but kid. He, it's on. He's he, at he's fault. He's played, exactly. he's played his way off the roster in all of the snaps that he's taken in the NFL. He's thrown three more touchdowns in the NFL than Tyson Bajan has three. Nathan Peterman's thrown four. So yes, the experience is all that they have over him. That's, that's it. it. And that's fine. Keep one of them on the roster. I'll be completely honest. Right now, I would keep Peterman over P.J. Walker. It's what have you done now to assess the reality of that. It's, again, performance over politics. You gave P.J. a big deal. P.J. has played wor the worst out of all the quarterbacks. So you have to have the balls to say goodbye Nathan, you played your way on. You know what that says to the locker room, to everybody else in your organization, that the best players are going to stay and play. That's what you should be doing for this team.
Instead, that's it. I'm doing that same shit out there with nine and ten year, eight and nine, ten year olds doing the same. Got to assess it truthfully. Who's gonna rise to the occasion when the moment is on them? Nathan Peterman has played better than PJ. I was excited about PJ Walker. Excited. I'm like, here's a guy gonna come in here, take this shot, really help hone in it a lot of his skills and be in the offense like this. He has not taken the baton. He's fumbled it. You as a, a GM, a coach, you have a responsibility to develop talent all the time. If you're cheering against Justin Fields, you're you're doing it wrong. If you're cheering for this kid to not make it, you're doing it wrong because you cheer for the best to rise to the top for the jersey, for the jersey. And that's where it is. And for me, listen, all I could say about Bajant was what I saw on tape. Footwork, decision-making, arm power, and accuracy and anticipation. All of that the last two weeks. There's a play. It's fourth and seven. They decide to go for it. He puts the ball only where Fountain can get to the football. In a critical moment, there's something uncoachable that certain players have that others just don't. They have the ability to have everything slow down and just track into this embodiment of the quarterback and feel the throw and just put it there. There's no hesitation in their brain. And that's the kind of stuff you want. And this kid has it. And you should be excited about it. No one, not me, for the record, I'm not putting any syrup on Justin Fields has trouble. Oh, I'm saying Bajan's better. No. I'm looking for the very first time the Chicago Bears have a young quarterback behind a starter that can develop into God knows what. And that's the kind of problem I want to have. Because if Justin has a little fire under his fucking ass, then he's going to play even better than he even thinks he can. Because that's what competition should do. And if he cowers and this kid rises to the top, then guess what? You've benefited from it. It's the best always should play. And that's what the Bears have never done. Never. And they've never been in this. Ever. Leo's asking this. And listen, Blue said it's going to be dependent. I'm I'm playing Justin Fields. And I want to, the way that I'm going into it is that he's playing the first half. And to me, I'm giving the entire second half to Bajan. Go out there and make some plays. 100%. I don't need to see PJ Walker. I don't need to see Nathan Peterman. You know, if he goes out there and balls out and halfway through the fourth quarter, it's a, it's a, you know, you're not worried about the, the final score so much. But yeah, you can pull him off the field then and put in, put, put in Peterman or Walker or whomever. But, there's too much there with this kid at a critical position. But that's the thing. That's the thing. And, you know, I think it was Ryan Cox that brought it up earlier in the chat. I should have highlighted it. Is you have to keep these guys as chips. That's what good teams do. The Philadelphia Eagles traded Kevin Cobb for a second-round draft pick and a guy that was like a, a 
top oh, yeah. 10 draft pick. The Green Bay Packers had Mark Brunel on their roster at one point. They had Ty Detmer on their roster at you know the same time. Along with you have to keep these guys, develop them. Who knows? Is it what if Justin Fields doesn't work out and this kid still plays well? It just gives you another option that you can move forward with. Not saying that he's going to be the guy. There's enough there. I didn't think it was very, I don't give a shit what his competition level was so much, Phil. When you're watching the tape, you see the tools that the kid has. You see the composure that he plays with. Now, there was times where he had 159 touchdowns. 159 touchdowns. Most ever, he won the Heisman of Division II. He decided to be loyal to his program and stay there and say, you know what? Other players have gone to the NFL from here. They're going to find me. He bet on himself. Now, his agent or somebody could have been pissed off and probably should have. He should have been drafted. But the Bears ended up paying for him. They made him a priority free agent, and you got him here. And listen, when you see, like, it's not hard to see. It, it baffles me that some people see things so differently. But it's not hard for me to see that the tools that this kid has are on another level than most rookies I've seen. And well, that and, is fine. And, That's and everybody likes to look at the... At, at Shepherd University in Division Two and the level that he came from. Well, at what point? I've seen plenty of players in the preseason go out there and look flustered and not make the right checks, not call you know the right protections, anything. This kid, none of it seems too big for him. Just listen to him in the press conference. He's calm. He knows the answer before it's even the question is even asked. And he's he's very well put together. And there's for me, it's not even. I don't give a shit how the roster works out. He is on my fifty three all day long. He's the backup quarterback for me. A hundred out of a hundred. Yes, because it just wasn't one drive. It was the first game too where I was looking at him, and I'm like, look at this footwork. And look at where he's putting the ball. And that's where you go from that. And listen, I don't play the game. I'm going to hide somebody. (laughs) You ain't hiding this. This is the reality. I want to believe that Shane's theory of them saying, you know what? This kid's are number two and that competition's over and thus we're going to play nathan in the second half that's where i hope that decision came from for me i would have played justin fields last week two drives the first team offense would have got those reps and then the second team would have came in i made a competition pj versus him and he won and now i'm telling everybody in the locker room and everywhere tb Great job, PJ. It's going to TB. Next week, you and Nathan Peterman are going to be battling for the third string. And everybody's going to know. And TB, you're playing two quarters. 
and there's no and there's no guessing there's no bullshit there's no minutia it's just football baby and that's how the great coaches win they do they keep it 100 they tell everybody the truth they tell the media they shove it right down fucking throw out a name throw out a media member's name anybody shove it right down there what's the guy he's always negative dan weeder not my boy dan the other guy jason oh leisure leisure leisure's gonna have a tricky he's not that he's negative so much not negative he's he likes he he likes to go back to question into the corner you go straight at jason leisure i want you on the show jason and you just say yeah Bayesian earned it. Everything he's done in practice in those games, he's earned it. Boom. End of story. End of drama. Focus on football. And hopefully he he continues to shine. But I think it needs to be said. I have no qualms with this kid. And let me just tell you, speaking to a couple players on the team, (laughs) all they've said is glowing things about his ability to absorb the playbook doozy doogie hauser like when it comes to the playbook so listen was michael jordan fucking motivated was tom brady motivated walter payton was he motivated i always look at some of these guys that have so much talent god gave them everything they have they decide you know in the off season i'm gonna put i'm gonna start an instagram promotion of what i do Instead of going in the dark, busting your ass, working on your craft and your body and going after it. Walter Payton ran hills, for God's sake. No one outworked me. No one's going to outwork me, he said. And it showed up on the film. So this kid comes from that. He's cut from that same cloth. His father is the arm wrestling champion or something. Yeah, it's something crazy like what is i think was it like 17 world titles like 11 of them are left-handed and yeah it's <laughs> crazy Six of so them you are know this motherfucker is coming from a competitive family yeah. and they have that focus and listen sign me up with somebody who has something to prove and the moment isn't too big for them you gotta love having that kind of problem and for the first time We have a backup quarterback that is athletic and accurate that is right there. And listen, Justin can help him and he can help Justin. Right. And that's somebody in the chat asked too. Guys, what if he goes out and throws two interceptions against Buffalo this weekend? So (laughs) I'm not basing it off if he throws a touchdown or if he throws an interception. I've seen enough of his tools that I believe in my staff enough that we can move forward and develop this kid you can't just oh through a pick you're done that's you can't react like that no you can't who was the wide receiver rodney adams do you remember that what was it last oh, year yeah. two years ago he went out and blew two up in the pre- yeah he had like a 72 yard touchdown the defender mm-hmm. fell and everybody lost their shit. and the bears released him and then Put him on the practice squad, and they ended up releasing him from the practice squad. And where where is he now? I saw him like show up somewhere, made a catch, and that that was it. I don't know. I think it was quarterback. Quarterbacks Seahawks. are different. If you see something in a quarterback, you 
he especially on this roster especially on this roster you have a lot of big decisions coming up there's something special there i'm not hyping this up the stats match the tape when that happens and then you go further and you see the person there's nowhere to there's nowhere to hide there that's an athlete out there and let me just say there was a i think it was an eight yard out route that he's throwing from the opposite hash and it's a dime i'm talking a dime right who was it that caught it i think it was webster it was one of the backup yeah, it, receivers it was just like on the rollout you, you're talking about yeah it was you it can't was put that webster. ball any better at 6'3, 200, what is he, 15, 218 pounds, throwing a dime out there. Listen, that's what you want. And it's a great, thank you, Anthony, leisure. Uh, it's a great thing for the Bears to have this problem. And you know what? With that problem, there's going to be meatheads out there like Callan Cowherd and others that are going to be pining for. Once Justin has a bad game, then they're going to... That's not what this is about. This is about developing and preparing for the National Football League. The league where they play for pay. At the end of the day, the Chicago Bears have not had a 4,000-yard passer in their history. They have not had a football player throw over 30 touchdowns, I believe. Am I correct there? Say again. They have not had a quarterback throw over 30 touchdowns in their history in a season. No, No, they've never had a 4,000-yard passer, and they've never had a 30-touchdown passer ever. So the Chicago Bears have been – pardon my interruption here, Larry, but they've been behind the times when it comes to the quarterback position. Last year, it was Justin running, and there was a whole process of analyzing that because the offensive line stunk, the defense was putrid, and the wide receivers were what they were. So it was an impossible situation to analyze who he is. So now there's nowhere to hide, and it seems like we can't hide from the injury bug either, Shane. But Justin should have... Take two steps forward. He ain't going to be Paul Abdul taking two steps back. (laughs) Ryan Cox missed Thomas Ives. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Thomas Ives. What do you think of the news that the Bears called JT and Indy? I don't believe it. Do you? Uh, I 100% think that you have to inquire, yes. I think that they were are they're saying six teams. I think doesn't mean that they're going to make a make an offer. They're, the rumor is that six teams have inquired, two have made offers. Um, there's reports out there that saying that Philadelphia is the the main team to focus on. That they've been the most aggressive going mm-hmm. after Taylor. But if you're Ooh, Ryan, all those backs. Oh yeah, but they're. All of those backs aren't 
I mean, Penny is a fantastic back, but he's fairly healthy. But um, right. if you're Chicago, he's 24 years old. I mean, he's younger than Khalil Herbert. You have to you have to call to see what the price tag is. And all of this talk about two number ones or one number one, I don't, I just don't think it's going to be that. You you a hundred percent call. Now, would you rather move forward forward with <laughs> Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert, or Roshan and Deontay Foreman, or Roshan and Taylor Jonathan Taylor? I would be. I would make the phone call. You have to. You have to do your due diligence. I believe you have to do your due diligence as well. I didn't know about the rumors yeah. that they are talking now. So, also, there's a rumor out there, Shane. Is there any truth to it? I saw it in the chat that Cole Komet was carted off the field. Is that true? He wasn't. I don't believe he was carted off the field. I think he left the Walter Payton Center on a cart. You oh, know, because the Walter Payton, the Walter Payton Center is away from Hallis Hall. So it could you know, have been just a cart ride back to the I don't know. Let's let's not overreact to, to what it what it is. You know, everybody was flipping out about Darnell Wright yesterday and oh my God, our guys are dropping like flies and he didn't practice today, but he didn't even have a he didn't have a he had a small little you know sleeve ankle brace on. There wasn't a walking boot or anything like that. And the Bears are what 19 days or whatever it is away from the first game so we have we have some time i get it i get the angst over it but you want to get these guys healthy ready to roll for green bay but the guys that are healthy get out there and, and get some quality reps in and then get out and then we're ready to go for game week they have some they have some time they got time i apologize i have my dinner here, Shane, because I literally do you want me to put up that pass that you're talking about from Bajent on the rollout? Sure. If you have it, you have I... the all 22 of it. I do. That's amazing. Um the thing that the Bears continue to have, well, you could put it up. Do you have it? Yeah, just take the you comment. Have you have oh, to do it. Didn't the Bears have a big injury list yeah. last year? Yeah, you probably did. And every other team probably has it too. But I don't know what the story is. I've never heard. I'm jumping into another topic while you get this up. But I've never heard of two calves being strained at the same time in my life. Never heard. Yeah, I don't know if it was, you know, to me, it sounds like, I don't know if he was lifting weights or exactly what the the logistics of it were, but it's, I mean, I heard today some people talking about into October, potentially as a return date. But again, 33 career games in the NFL. He's appeared in 19 of those, but he's only played in 50% or more of the snaps in 11 games. 11 out of 33. So when you guys heard me, when we were on here with Alex Shapiro and 
Alex's eyes bugged out of his head when I said that I was putting Tevin Jenkins on this depth chart in pencil. This is the reason. Part of being on the team is being available. And yes, I know sometimes injuries are out of your control. You get to a certain point, somebody else's name is going to be written in pen, and you're going to be pushed down the depth chart. If you're not reliable, you're not going to play. That's love, the way the NFL is. I love Tevin Jenkins. There was no doubt. There's no doubt the talent, but you can't be injured. And you can't. You just can't. It's frustrating. And then you start mentally having this handicap you as well because you start hearing the voices as well of all of the critics all of the other people is this our live coverage of the 2023 nfl draft oh, yeah part of it because we talked about him all right so yeah you can Ron talk it works here i'll i'll play it this is the one so you're here, talking about. you know you're looking obviously you see man so he knows off action off that zone concept to be able to square your shoulders and deliver this football with a guy in your face running and chasing you off that boot action. I mean, small thing, but you see how accurate it is. Watch him flick it and look at the arm strength as he tries to square his shoulders, gets it right into the guy's chest, and you move the chains. This kind of stuff, you don't see a thinking rookie, we'll say. A guy that is trying to absorb everything and it's going over his head. You don't see them doing things like that. To me, that was just sheer accuracy and athleticism all on the same page. He had a guy in his face running after him. And he's able to square those shoulders, leave his feet, and flick the ball with such velocity and accuracy. It's, listen, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Phil, and, check your phone real quick. I don't know what time you were with our guest, but he sent us a oh, text. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when, let's bring him in. You can talk with us. Oh, hey. is that our guest? This, this beautiful young lady. What's up, Cherie? Hi, people. Can you send them the, the link, Shane, because I obviously didn't. Yeah. I apologize. What's up, Cherie? Hey, Phil. I see you getting your dinner on. What you eating? The fans want to know. The wife, the wife bought me chicken yellow curry Thai food. So I got some Thai here. I got white rice, chicken yellow curry. It's got it's a spicy sweet dish. And it's got white rice in here and healthy, somewhat healthy, probably. Spicy. It's got a little kick to it. No, it's so delicious. It's got like a pineapple coconut vibe. Mm -hmm. With if you've ever somebody's had gonna be, somebody's gonna be breaking down that tape later if you <laughs> shoveling food into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've been going all day. Look at this Bears fan from Connecticut shoveling. Oh, 
How you can't eat Thai food if you're not in Thailand. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Do you so Chinese food or Asian food of any kind with chopsticks, or are you like me I with pork? I am. Oh, I use pork, but I can. Oh, yeah, okay. I can use chopsticks. I cannot. I've even had the little trainer ones, and yeah, no. The you struggle with the trainers. Get it on your finger, there, Cherie. <laughs> My sons love the trainers. They love it. Yeah. There's this great Thai food spot here in Southington called, um, oh my God, Sweet Mango. That's very good. Joe has had calf. Calf extension. When you asked, um, has anyone ever broke both calves, like hurt both calves? I've never seen it in all of my history of coaching playing i've never seen that yes so, j j rock smash the like button this Guys, is an important do us one. a favor subscribe to the youtube channel don't be a hater don't be a little bitch get over there subscribe smash the like button have a quick release on your finger when you smash that dwight right we need quick releases uh carrie franklin was asking yeah is the all 22 out and it it is nfl's got to step up their game you can't go to the app and you know bring it up that way unless there's there is a workaround for it that i've figured out but yeah if you have like i have nfl plus premium subscription so do I. i know i know ivan's having a little issue getting it brought up on his his end but yeah it is it is out there for everybody they had it up where they say 36 to 48 hours after the game and it was fairly quick it doesn't go on the app yeah you can't just go and then go to the it won't show up immediately there there is a there is a workaround to get to it paul i apologize i'm trying to be on a show and i'm starving after being on a practice field, for three. I think that might be the Paul Martin. We know Paul's been in the library. He's in the library. He already ate everything. <laughs> Apple fan. That's got to be. That's one. what his name. Our is. boy Apple from back in the day. Have you had Thai food? Yeah, I sent you a picture of my Thai food. Remember? Yes. When I was in Florida. Right, Florida. Have you, Cherie? Thai. I have, but I'm very limited because. I'm so scared of spice. So curry, I tend to stay away from. You gotta try the yellow curry with the pineapple in it. So you want to read and go with the chicken. I'm telling you, you'll thank me. Because it has that pineapple, you know it's a coconut curry where Indian food has a different kind of curry taste and Jamaican food has a other different, like Thai food is coconut based. Okay. So sweet. And yeah. maybe that's what I'm getting because I know like the Indian yeah. style. <laughs> you should have taken a bite while that was playing. <laughs> I totally dropped the ball there. <laughs> Got him. Oh. I'm not afraid of a rookie as no. a number two quarterback at all. 
not when this rookie shows me those things yeah. on tape. Listen, Justin Fields is developing. Remember when Stop. Trent Green went down? Yeah, Kurt Warner went in. You never, you never know. I'm not saying that that's who he's going to be, but crazy shit happens all the time. Absolutely, totally agree. Did the Patriots? I thought Ron gave us a new background for here for three, for three people. Is that maybe he hasn't uploaded it yet? <laughs> I don't know. Does that look good? There's this we're one. too small there. There's that There's one. one there. That leave that one. That one's the yeah. best one. Should I stay on the right of the screen to bother everyone for it all night? It's weird. Why is it so weird for people? Because that's we're used to seeing it like this. Yeah, I don't you know. know. You're a real fan if that the, exper the experience thing when you're a team that's coming off three wins, I don't to me is a non factor. If Justin Fields goes down, your your season is headed for an open volcano anyway. I mean it's exactly. how many how many wins is PJ Walker or Nathan Peterman gonna lead you to on the year two because sure. of defensive I score? I it, always, it's a non-factor for me. It's based off talent. It's one thing if you're having this back-and-forth battle and the veteran is just pushing. To, then you go with the veteran because of the experience in the NFL. This hasn't even been close. P.J. Walker has been epic. Jonathan Quinn-level poor. Throwing a pick on his first ever fucking play into double coverage off action. Nathan Peterman has played much better than PJ Walker. Am I surprised? Would I have ever bet that I'd be saying that sentence? No, never. And that's the great thing about football the tape never lies. So that's where you got to go as a coach. Start changing the culture of the Chicago Bears. I don't care if and it, it's same thing with the goddamn center position. What the fuck are you putting white here back to guard for? That's that same old bullshit. Well, I was wondering bullshit. more so because of the hand injury. Let's of not who? forget that. Cody Whitehair injured his hand. When? In the game? No, in practice. And they he left practice. He injured his hand. So, so I'm going to move him to guard? Well, if you're snapping the football, it, I'm not sure yeah, exactly I don't know what, what the... his injury is. This is the first time I've heard that his hand is injured. Oh, yeah. Is he's it, he's had a hand broken? injury. Uh, I don't think so. But, yeah, it's a right hand injury. So that's the hand that he's snapping with. So that's okay. Most likely, so the... he sits out. He doesn't go to left guard. What do? We... It seems like the same stupid shit that I always see. Like yeah, okay, well, I think right they more so want. Hand, I think they more the backup. I think they more so want. Well, I think it's something that they believe that he can play in, play with you know at guard, but it might affect the snaps. So, and they probably want a guy in there with some with some experience more so than throw. I mean, I'm not a big believer. Everybody knows I'm not a big believer in 
in Leatherwood ever amounting to anything? Does he have the does he have the talent? Yeah, I just don't think he's got the want to to discover that. So, you know, I think that that's probably a place that they're going to look and the waiver wire. There's obviously some sort of an issue with Dalton Risner at this point for him to still be out there when there's a lack of talent throughout the NFL on the offensive line. He's, you know, even with his issues, he's missed only missed four games in his career. So that that part is important, but I'm I'm not I'm not upset about them with the move of Whitehair to to left guard under the circumstances. And like I said, we still have 18, 19 I, days. I honestly before. didn't know about the hand injury, but I still don't move him to guard. If he's got a hand injury, can't snap, guess what? He's on the fucking bench. And we get another, we we develop another guard. And we have a guard, or you sign a guard, develop a guard. What do get your centers aligned? The constant movement of it just baffles me with this football team. So I tend to disagree. I don't know if his hand is broken. That might be another thing. And we're going to have to cast it up and he can't snap. Then, yeah, let's move him to guard. And if he could play, get him on the field. But if it's a slight hand injury, I don't know what you're doing. And I'm tired. I'll answer this all the time. I've said it to Shane over the phone, and it's not anything to do with how much I love the guy as a person. But every time Dieter's out there, he just dominates people. And I don't know what Chris Morgan is looking at. Like, why Why isn't the shot given? Is it the politics? Is it the bullet? I don't know what he needs to do because whether he's playing guard or center, you know, he's thrust in there. I thought he had, an, from everybody I've talked to, he had an amazing week in Indy, then went out there, and he's much better, in my opinion, than uh, with Leatherwood or Carter. And I don't, I don't know what Chris Morgan's doing, to be perfectly honest. I, I, he is a big question mark for me. And we'll see how this plays itself out. We'll see how it plays itself out. But for me, the offensive line frustration every time you think you've gotten it. Here we go again. We're going to start. But the good thing is what Shane has said for the last few weeks to remind fans is that the Bears are in that number one position. Take advantage of it. And you got to take advantage of it there. That should be your focus finding some talented young offensive interior linemen to help this football team moving forward. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, it, I don't really care what the position it's. If you have a position and you have the player better than somebody you have at a position that you're deep at, it's to me, it's pretty simple. You claim them. You let the depth chart work itself out. Yeah, I I hope they continue to to use this number one spot to to improve the offensive line, an area like you said, Shane. Do you see them maybe making a trade for an offensive lineman? Who's trading an offensive lineman? 
I mean, at this point, there's the stupid rumor about Chris Jones that everybody was losing their shit about, you know, the defensive lineman that, you know, there's a backdoor deal in place until week <laughs> one, and which is a bunch of bullshit. People just fall for it. But no, nah, I don't, you know, anybody of any substance, why would anybody trade anybody? You know, if we're going to trade a young offensive lineman with upside. Well, no, I'm not well, going to be a veteran. Veteran. Yeah. Try to get a veteran guy. That it, would help. Yeah, I would be. Lucas would be Patrick surprised. at guard. Just Nope, it's a non-starter for me. Even yeah. Whitehair didn't play really well at guard last year. So I was happy with the center move. In fact, people were talking about a lot of these blog boys were talking about saving some money on the cap and cutting white hair. If you remember, I remember, I'm old enough to remember that. So this situation on the offensive line going into the season is troublesome for me. How is it going to iron out, especially with Jenkins, white hair? Is anybody else injured? Well, to me, the move probably that you're going to see with Tevin Jenkins is him make the initial 53, and then he's going to get reverted to IR, especially if he's out until October, and then they can bring him back. But then you're going to have the ramp-up period, and I mean, at that point, including the ramp-up period and bringing him back from IR, then you, you're you're talking not quite the midway point of the season, but but that's who Tevin Jenkins is, unfortunately, at this point. Oh, it's frustrating. It's, it's non there's but it's you know, it happens with a lot of people, Phil. And it's who he is. And I'm not degrading the kid's talent, but when you're injured every single year and his injuries seemingly are all connected, it's the neck, it's the back, and now it's you know, his his legs. You know what is it? Calves, know. Sharif. Yeah, his. Well, that's so what the. Shit in your hat and get the hell off the field. <laughs> I don't know if shitting in the hat will help your calves out, but I guess I could. I guess I'll try anything at this point. <laughs> that would be my dad with the two calf strains. <laughs> yeah, rub some of this on there. <laughs> either either play, play middle linebacker. Get out of here. Get him off the field. He can't but yeah, play. Jeepers, creepers. I know talented, but I'm not like I said, I he is on my depth chart no matter where he's slotted in pencil. And I'm not gonna cut him. I'll let his contract play out. But like if you go into the offseason and there's an offensive lineman there that I think is fantastic, Kevin Jenkins doesn't even factor in for me. You're you're on the roster, that's that's fine, but you're an you're a non-factor when I'm building my my depth chart. You don't can't. He doesn't at this point. You only get so many chances, and the only thing that he's consistent at is missing games. Byron, I don't have the answer. I, I have not gone to their practice, so I don't well, have the answer to that. I really need to get out to a camp to give a true. You see a lot of. I see on this shit. Ninety-nine percent of these guys are in shape, Phil, but just with the new CBA and the no contact, and then coaches are erring on the side of caution with everything. 
and that's why you see so many so many you know injuries with these guys it's just honestly you know tom thayer talked about it they don't you heard matt Nagy say hey we got to get him calloused up and then he doesn't play anybody then he doesn't and then he bubble wrapped everyone right that's why i don't i swear on everything i love with the cba the way it is and coaches being pissed off that they want live reps and then they turn around and they shit in their hat and they leave their guys off that's, the field it's, that doesn't it's, mean anything like it's get business. out there that's get the player's fault the Play players the are the, the players are the ones that wanted the owners didn't give a shit that they they gave that up they don't care about that of course not you know it's about a give and take and oh we want you know less practices where they're sitting they're okay you know the owners are paying these guys they don't want them injured either Can you imagine real quick because our guest is obviously enjoying the the service and the second plate of shrimp back there shrimp cocktail we sent the new england lobster roll so i know he's enjoying that um but listen this football team this coaching staff all of it is a huge unknown because of last year this year the injuries all there can't be excuses you got to go out there and perform the way we expect you to perform and we're going to see it play itself out this weekend will be very interesting Shane because I didn't get to see the coach's presser so my question real quick did he say with the injuries that Justin will play he said it will be a fact playing time Injuries to the offensive line will be a factor in them determining what they do with the quarterback. All right. So there's where we are. And that will be something we'll be talking about on Bears Hour Live, the best Bears post-game show on the planet. Right after Bears versus Buffalo, Shane and I will be live. Unless his supervisor says I'm different. I got it up. I've been waiting for Bill. He's overwhelmed. Give me some fucking names. Every week we can understand the fucking name. It's Bears Hour Live right after Buffalo versus Chicago this Saturday. One East. That's 12 noon for you people in the region. He was supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> now, speaking of the region, in the region of the desert, we're going to go out to Vegas and bring in one of our close friends. I love this guy. He has the story. He can tell if he wants about how he found Shane and Phil. But since then, he's been a brother to us. You've seen him on Pawn Stars on the History Channel. Uh, He's the art appraiser when it comes to all things art and all of that stuff that I have no idea. (laughs) Has he ever founded a a Da Vinci or some sort of hidden, wow, this was not expected that someone had this. He's not a fucking archaeologist, bro. He's not out shoveling up priceless works of art. Someone (laughs) had it in there. 
house somewhere hidden. Who knows? Let's bring him out, though. He's our guy, Brett Maley. This rabid Chicago Bears fan is also a fine art appraiser for Art Encounter in Las Vegas, Nevada. He appears regularly as the art expert for History Channel's internationally syndicated show, Pond Stars 100 Crew. Put on your white gloves and don't touch that. Let's give it up for the man, the myth, the fine art legend. Let's give it up for the Tape Never Lies family. He's Brett Maley. Hey, how are we doing, hey. guys? What's up? <laughs> Oh, I'm good to good to see you. It's been a long time, guys. It's good to be is here. It, yeah. Is it 147 degrees in Vegas right now? You know, no, it actually has been pretty nice. We had that uh, tropical storm, Hillary moved yep. through, and it knocked oh, it really? down. Uh, it knocked it down. Actually, a couple of days ago, it was about 78 degrees. It was beautiful. Uh, nice. Yeah, can't can't beat it. It's been great. Now, in a couple more days, it'll be back up to 110. So, you know. <laughs> We have the summers. You guys have the winters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can do without those. Hey, Listen, hey Phil, I gotta Brett. say, be care, be careful when you say Pawn Stars. You got a little bit of an accent. You're gonna get me in trouble yeah. with my wife. Yeah, it's a little, little oh, oh, okay. else. <laughs> well, you could be a porn star, but you also you have a look alike. You look like Garner Minshew's cousin or twin brother, right? You know, I I left my headband in the car though. <laughs> Every time I see Garner, I think of you, Brett. And he's, uh, he just he's got played us arm. last week. He does yeah. have a better arm. Can you throw a football, Brett? You know, I was a tennis guy. I played tennis in high school, and uh, I played a little little baseball. But football, I don't know. It's just not, you know, I'm, I don't know. I got a little bit of athleticism, but just just the bare minimal. <laughs> That's how he became a Bears fan. Kitty yeah, football right. and the roof of the Bears. <laughs> oh, man. Could have been one of their well, players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here. Every year, we kind of start the season, kick it off with you bringing on the Vegas odds and the crew jumping in, kind of going with their predictions. But before we get into right. all of that, just catch you up, you know, so far what you've seen of the Chicago Bears this offseason. Obviously, you're a patron of right. us, and we appreciate your support, your promotion of us as a brother to us, and uh, uh, following our draft coverage all the way through. Where are your thoughts now so far on these Bears? Well, I mean, I can say it's the most excited I've been going into the season since 2019. So, I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> we, uh, no, I, I, I like this team. I think, uh, you know, we've got so much more talent uh, than we did last year. And, and last year, I mean, let's be honest, we weren't a, we weren't a three-win team last year. I mean, we were, right. but, you know, we, we, were, we were several notches above you know, where a three-win team agree. should be. We were folding up shop there the last few weeks and with the injuries and the trades and everything. So 
Um, I think we've got, I mean, it all comes down to Justin. You guys, we've all, we've talked that over. I mean, it, it, it all comes down to him. I think if he takes that Jalen Hurts step, I think the sky's the limit. I think the division's wide open. I think the conference is pretty wide open. Um, sure you know, but, but, you know, you guys let into it. If, if he gets hurt or doesn't take that next step, uh, you know, we're, we're screwed. As, as much as I love Bajan, I think he's, he's a great uh, prospect. You know, he if if Justin Fields uh, is out for any length of time, we're uh, yeah. we're developing. You know, yeah, but absolutely, is, and that's that's what you got to do. That's that's what teams do. You just it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense to me to move forward with PJ Walker or right. Nathan Peterman under if you lose JF one, start the kid, see what happens. Exactly. I mean, stranger things have happened. See how it goes and. Yeah. Well, you I'm, guys, I'm right you guys, you. Uh, you guys gave me heartburn because you gave me flashbacks because uh, growing up, we never had a quarterback, but the Packers, you know, you mentioned Matt Hasselback, you mentioned Ty Detmer, you mentioned yeah. their backups, you know, were better than, than our starters. Yep. And yeah. it was so frustrating. I mean, and then all of a sudden they trade, you know, Hasselback and they get a good pick for him. And, 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 you know, we had nobody, we had uh, Will Fruit Fuhrer, you know, we had, I mean, those were, those <laughs> yeah. were our backups. Yeah, Moses and, uh, Moreno. Exactly. Moses Moreno. Yeah. So Maley had Maley had a Steve Stenstrom jersey back in the day that he used to walk around in Vegas. <laughs> I did Caleb, Caleb Haney, all, all those, those. Oh yeah. Caleb Haney, Steve Walsh. Steve. Well, hey, you know Steve Walsh, Walsh took us to the playoffs. We can't. Uh, we can't last, him too much. The last Chicago Bears quarterback to win a road playoff game. Yeah. Jeepers, creepers. Yep. Walsh. <laughs> Brett has his own drop on the show. He does. Jeepers creepers. Yeah. You know, I won't be saying that tonight, though. Hopefully, I'm actually at work and my Wi Fi actually yeah. works. I'm not competing with two teenagers for bandwidth and my wife won't have to nice. hold the box up. And so yeah, we should be all right. I hope. Keep fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think. I think the Bears, hopefully we've turned the corner on quarterback. I mean, I was thinking when you guys were talking about quarterbacks, how, you know, when I was growing up, they'd probably be on the phone right now to, to San Francisco trying to make some sort of Rick yeah. Meyer-esque, you know, trade for Trey Lance, do like a some sort of reclamation uh, yeah. project with him, you know. Yeah. But but draft and develop. Draft and develop. Got to. Yeah. Got to do it. Teams do it. I mean, you've been around the block, so real quick since – Shane and I devoted the first hour or so of the show uh, to this young kid. I mean, are you with us that he should be developed as number two quarterback and learning right there and and going through the season, rolling the dice with him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think he gives you I mean, he gives you more upside. I mean, the experience isn't there, but. Shane, you mentioned it earlier. I mean, PJ Walker's got experience, but it's it hasn't been experience, you know, winning crucial games or right. taking teams to the playoffs, you know. So yeah. I, I I think you know with Bajan, uh, you've got the athleticism, you've got the accuracy, all the things they look for and they expect with Justin, you've got with him. So I think he's the perfect backup quarterback. I mean, uh, you know, you're not gonna. I mean, we who's who's the the third string. Who's the guy that was our backup last year? His name escapes me. Peterman. Uh, uh, Peterman. Oh, Peterman. Trevor Peterman. Simeon. Well, Trevor oh, Simeon. Backup. Nathan Peterman. You know, he, oh, yeah. he, as good as he's looked, you know, in the preseason, 
uh, he doesn't have the, the same skill set. And that's no, a weird thing. Not at all. That's a, so the yeah, other thing that you, you, tr you kind of sparked my thought here that what the other thing this kid gives you is an unknown to okay. other opposing teams because they haven't seen this kid and are they going to be, you know, if he ever had to go in there, you're going to have to prepare for a kid that's got a different kind of skill set and is a quality passer. I mean, you listen, I played one double A football. I played with nine guys that went into the NFL, Lance Schultz, Dave Fiore, Wayne Corbett, and I can't remember all the rest of them. But Angelo Marino. <laughs> Jackal. <laughs> but it doesn't matter where you play. That competition, the freaking passion and the pride and football in and of itself, to throw that many times, have that much success, be that uh, qualified, have these uh, big schools pining for you for a transfer and you decide to stay loyal. That says a lot. That right. says a lot. Listen, there is no substitution for me than loyalty. That's who I know my friends are and the people that I want to surround myself with. Loyalty comes from the fans, comes from your family, comes from your brothers, your friends. Everybody knows that what he did there shouldn't be just written off by some Joe Schmo. He stayed the course and his story could be a movie someday. Just like Kurt Warner. He was bagging fucking groceries, as Jose Torres pointed out. That's it's the truth. And yeah, that's I, I where we that, are. You know, I maybe I'm overestimating the Bears. I've been known to do it my entire life, but I think they've <laughs> already made the decision. That, that he's their number two. I, I don't think that they put him out I, for a press conference like that. Right. You know, if, if I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. I and, feel the same and, way, Brett. Just listen, if you don't have any belief or if you know that the kid's not going to be on the roster as a coach, if the media comes up and asks you your thoughts on it, you're going to be almost dismissive. And not, I mean, right. they're, they're heaping more and more praise on this kid. And like I said, players know first Darnell Mooney talking about listening on the headset to him call the plays. Get, that says a lot. And I know this has nothing to do with Justin Fields. This is about the future of the quarterback position moving forward. The first, second, and third string. It, it's it's mm -hmm. all of them. The Bears have just never, we've never had a QB1 for real. You know what I mean? We all thought it was going to be Cutler. Grossman yeah. looked good early on. Orton had his moment way back to Jim McMahon. That's it. And then you look at the fucking Packers and it's 32 years of the mountaintop. Right. And I mean, we can't get two years in a row here. Hopefully that's changing, but just leave this kid and develop him and see what happens. Strange. When Trent Green went down, the St. Louis Rams thought their season was over. Right. Right. You know what I mean? No Stranger things have happened. I'm not saying that he's going to lead the Bears to the Super Bowl, but who knows what happens. Drew Keep Blitzo him on the roster. Went out. Tom Brady came in. It's, and in the press conference, I mean, he, seemed, he seemed to have that that it factor. I mean, he was very, so poised, just so polished. Right. You know, but yeah. he, he went the anti-Mitch. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, Mitch, exactly. He's he's looking down at his cliff notes on how to be a leader and, yeah. and all that during the during the press conference. But no, got my binky, so, got my binky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and even I mean, of course, Cutler, he had his own issues. Uh, so you know, but now this guy just seems like he's a he's a natural leader without being arrogant. Just you know, poised, calm. Again, you don't want to put too much stock into one you know preseason performance and one press conference, yeah. but. He, he has that it factor. And to your point, Shane, it seems like uh, his team teammates are pointing some of that out too. So. Yeah. Well, you know, back when we had Phil, you remember when we had Shane Matthews on here, I was talking yep. to him, you know, he uh-huh. was on the, he was on the roster when the bears drafted, drafted. they bears traded down in 1999. They were at like seven, I think. And then they made a the trade with Washington. They dropped down to like 12 or right in that range ended up drafting Cade McNown. And I said, what did you, how early did it take you to know, you know, that there was some issues with Cade? Shane Matthews, like the first fucking, he's like, I walked out the first practice. He's like, they drafted this kid in the first round and the motherfucker can't throw. Those were his exact words. And they drafted him in round one. I mean, Jesus, players know. Players know. Players know. They always coaches know too. It's just you. Again, my dad tells the story. My uncle Sam. They drafted a guy in the second round. The GM drafted him. Sam said, "This guy can't play. Yeah, I gotta cut him and take the loss now." As Shane always said, "Do you want to rip the bandaid off slow, or do you want to rip it?" Yeah. Real coaches just rip that shit. That didn't, work, that didn't work out so well for us last time we used that, but <laughs> worked out fine. I, I knew we were in trouble when we drafted Cade. Wasn't he the guy that would uh, he, he had fake handicap parking stickers? Yes, at UCLA. Yep, he got caught up yeah. at UCLA. Yep. Oh, yeah, isn't he a senator now or something? Is he? Yeah, uh, he was. He was something. I don't think he's a he senator. Oh, that's I think that was Keith Schuler was. Keith yeah. I think Cade like sells insurance or something like that. But State yeah. Farm is there. So is Cade. But yeah, that's the. I I always go back to to other teams that are, you know, Philadelphia is a Super Bowl contender, and they they're drafting quarterbacks all the time. They're bringing in quarterbacks all the yeah. time. They can do it, and they're they were in the Super Bowl last year. Tanner McKee may be QB two there. They can do that with a rookie, but the Chicago Bears, who won three games, right. can't. It's it, it makes me laugh. And when you t- these Bears beat reporters, and they're all so scared to just come out and say, you know what, I fucking like this badgent kid, this Bajent kid. He's yeah. shown me a lot. They they don't want to be wrong, and it drives me nuts. Go out and talk about what you see. What's wrong with that? PJ Walker, when's the has anybody seen a Chicago Bears player take the podium and say, you know what? I'm sick of you guys getting on PJ. You're not seeing what he's doing behind the scenes. He's right. a huge part about what we're doing. Has anybody heard that yet? No, they haven't. Has have they praised Bajent? Yes. You've heard it from these guys. Right. Players know first. And again, if I I would take Nathan Peterman right now on this roster over PJ Walker. He looks like a more, he's not great, but he looks like a more viable NFL quarterback running an offense to me than PJ Walker does. 
experience. He's got three touchdowns and 11 interceptions in his career. Nathan Peterman has four touchdowns and 15 picks. I think six of those picks were in one game when he played for the Bills. Five, and I think it was when they played the Bears. Actually, it was like five or six picks he had. So other than experience, Brett, to your point, that that's it. I want the more talented quarterback. That's what it's matters. Not, it's not a doubt. And he is number two quarterback is developing. That's where you develop him because the number two is going to get the reps in an emergency to be ready. So when people, yeah, you got to keep the veteran and the numbers. Like, no, you keep the young kid behind getting the reps, working in practice. Then he's running scout team. Then he's getting reps there. Then he comes over, runs your plays, gets one rep here. And now he's into it. I'm telling you. I've never understood the Bears have always, it seems like throughout their history, they've always had uh, quarterbacks with differing skill sets too. I mean, you'd have like right. a fairly athletic quarterback in Jay Cutler, and then you'd have Todd Collins, who was a statue. Yeah, you know? exactly. So you'd have, to, you'd have to totally, you know, throw out the playbook and, and start fresh if you had to bring in your backup or, or scrap half the plays in the playbook. Sure. Whereas, you know, uh, with Bajan, uh, he obviously he's not the athlete Fields is, nobody is, but, He's got he's got the moxie. He's got the ability to roll out. He's got the ability to to, to take off on the IPOs. Uh, exactly. So you don't have to you know to alter uh, too much. Which you know I never understood why they always you know would do that. But no, it's, it's a great point. You looked at the Bears had an athletic quarterback, and then they have Trevor Simeon. Right. And they have an athletic quarterback, and then they have Matt Barkley. And that's spend 45 million or 18 million guaranteed on Mike Glennon and then Mike Glennon draft Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Glennon looked like could they be Doug. any different? <laughs> what was his name? Doug. What was that cartoon? Doug Funny. That's Mike Glennon. <laughs> For God's sake. I think that was probably my worst ever moment as a Bears fan when Shane called me and said, They have some serious interest. Like, Mike Glennon, shut the I, fuck up! Yeah, I'm busting my ball. My like, dude, I'm not He's making like, it up, dude, man. I'm not like, I go, what? In what world do you have interest in him? Unless you're asking him to fucking paint your house. There he is. That was him after he threw his third pick of the day. Oh my god. I forget who picked up Mike Glennon and fucking dumped him. Oh my god, I, I felt remember. bad. He's just so bad. Like I was. Remember when before. he played for the Giants? His first time back to Chicago. The oh first my god. snap of the game. Travis Gibson folded him in half, and he fumbled the football. First play great. of the game. Yeah. Brett was like Jeepers creep. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I was out. I was wrong on PJ. He's got five touchdown passes. Jeepers, creepers. Five <laughs> touchdowns, right. 11 interceptions over three NFL seasons. Yep. So, right. so I think they you always know. Show, they, they always show that one pass that he did to win the game. That's the only yeah, highlight. To DJ Moore. That's why yeah, Bear, the Bears Moore, fans yeah. are like, oh, shit, he can do that here. Yeah, yeah that was to DJ Moore. But, yeah. it's That's it. Yeah, coming That's off it. action here, he's throwing picks. Listen, let it all play out. Hopefully, I'm I'm telling you what we would do, Shane and I, and now 
Brett is in the same huddle as we are, that would be our number two quarterback. And we'll see how they play it out this weekend, how many reps, um, what's going to go on with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears that they ramp up to play the Packers. You got to give them some reps, man. I agree. You got to. I agree. You can protect your guy with play calls. You can protect your guy with play calls. Yeah. You can go max protect, throw some balls down the field, run the ball, for God's sake. It's still getting footwork. You head into week one versus Green Bay, and he's thrown three passes in the preseason and none beyond the line of scrimmage. That's That's a scary thing. It is. I remember I remember like it was yesterday, four years ago. It was like the beginning of the end with Nagy when yeah. you guys just roasted him for not yep. playing Mitch and the starters going yeah. into the Green yeah. Bay game. I mean, you just gave him, you know, and I, at that time I'm like, well, you know, hey, he's he's coach of the year. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, he, you know, and then they go out and they they you know score three points, you know, at home. Right. In that yeah. whole entire offseason, Brett, that it I can remember it listen. That was the Bears 100 and all of that. And it, there, yep. there was no next step winning a playoff game. It was, all right, it went off the upright. We're winning the fucking Super Bowl next yeah. year. That was yeah, that was it. away. Yeah, we're not going to put anybody in harm's way in preseason. None of them played. And like you said, right. they came out that fir- If you remember that first play, Tariq would have housed it. He would have housed it, but he fumbled the football. And he did get it back, but it was – if that would have oh. went off, I can't imagine what the Soldier Field would have sounded like if he – I was in the stadium the first, that Yeah, the first snap of the game that game. You go back, and it was wide open, Phil. The seas parted. It was. I could see it, was, it going yeah. on. I'm like, what the fuck formation? They're coming out in the T? T formation, yeah. Now, now you don't think Cohen would have run out of bounds? Yeah, he, he might very well could have. <laughs> Tariq trying whole, to – He's in the news now. Bears fans need to get over that. Right? Got so many DMs. You think we should pick up Reek? And I'm like, nope, we're good. No, that chapter's been and page has turned, but you root for him. I'm not going to hate on anybody. I'm rooting for him. Absolutely. He's been through. Absolutely. I just don't think you bring that guy here. No. No. Who Who would you remove on this roster? I mean, at running back. To, to add Tariq Cohen, who is a no one bigger question mark than right. Preston Ebner is. Let's be honest. Right. You hope he has a workout. Someone picks him up and he rejuvenates his career. But the shelf life for a small running back in the NFL is not very long. Um, that's unfortunately there now. Brett Maley, if you're just tuning in, Oof, from no fucking way, Jeremy. That's an awful. That's an History awful swap. Channels, pawn stars. <laughs> there you go, pawn stars. Art now answer my question. Have you ever had anyone come in with something that wow, this is a major find that they found at a tag sale? Have you never watched audio. pawn stars? I don't watch it all the time. I've watched every rep, but I'm the Holy Grail coming through. This is the Holy Grail of this, the Holy Grail of that, the Holy Grail. Right. But, (laughs) but, you know, the one thing I will say is um, being Mm -hmm. on the show, being part of the History Channel, 
I, I get so many calls from people all over the country, all over the world. And most of them, I mean, you know, they think they have something, but they don't. And, uh, you know, that's that's OK. I try to educate them. But we are working a project right now. And it, it made me laugh when when Phil said it. But we are working on a Leonardo da Vinci wow. that uh, is Shame. actually a, a sculpture uh, that was that was found. Uh, it's really to be by his hand. Yeah, we're, we're currently doing the research and we're, we're Holy you know, it's one of those things you have to, to research to the nth degree and trace the provenance. We've had uh, a team working on it, trying to analyze. Now, the sculpture is in beeswax. That's what they would do uh, back then. They didn't they didn't have modeling clay back in the 1500s. Right. So wow. they would use like a beeswax. So they're, they're actually right now doing analysis, trying to trace the beeswax to a particular type of honeybee that was in Italy, in that region. Wow. Um, you know, so it, it's it's absolutely fascinating. It's something that, quite frankly, I never in a million years thought I'd be involved with. But it came about because of, of Pawn Stars, really. I, I had a guy call me and said, uh, he was from Indiana. He said, I think I may have a Leonardo da Vinci in my closet. And I'm like, I think I got a Botticelli in my basement, you know, but, no, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I didn't hang up on him. I listened to his story. He flew out to Las Vegas and uh, that was, that's been several years. We've been working on it for a good long time and uh, you wow. know, there's been a lot of development, but when you're talking about something done by the ultimate Renaissance man, you know, uh, yeah. you have to make sure all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. So it's been analyzed. We've had historians look at it. We've had, you know, all sorts of different people do analysis and it's uh, it's pretty exciting. So yeah, if you go to our website, uh, which is my company's website, ArtEncounter.com, there's a whole page devoted to the story and kind of us, you know, tracing nice. history. And it's 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 pretty amazing. Again, I, I kind of get off on that stuff, the, the history side of things. And when you're talking about Leonardo, and, and I got it all. Years, uh, it's <laughs> it's fascinating trying to trace all that. So you hit the nail on the head, Phil. There you go. I usually do at some point. <laughs> we gotta get you. We gotta get you guys out here to Las Vegas. I know we've talked. About I know. It. Oh, I've I know. Never been. Never been. You'd love it. You'd love the. You'd love the been, town. Man. You'd love. I mean, there's yeah. sports bars on every corner. There's you know giant. You know every sports you know book in town's got Is, you know a dozen twenty foot tall TVs and for watching football there isn't a better town. What about the Sphere? Have you been to that yet? We drove by it. I haven't been to it, but you know they, they keep changing the uh, you know the optics yeah. and everything. Sometimes it's an eyeball, sometimes it's a globe. It's it's amazing. The only thing that kind of screwed us up was when the uh, tropical storm moved through Hillary. Apparently, it yep. short-circuited, and it was it was like glitching oh, really? and everything. So, <laughs> but we're not used to rain out here in the desert. So apparently does anybody out there have a waterproof thing? Does anybody out there have a beeswax uh, statue of Aidan O'Connell yet? <laughs> I haven't seen one yet. No. <laughs> Setting the world on fire out there. There's people talking today that think he should start over Jimmy G. You know, yeah, I the, the Rangers are kind of like a train wreck. You know, you can't look away. You know, it just seems yeah. like they, oh, yeah. they just are always making the wrong move. They got, you know, such a beautiful stadium. I'd love to to, you know, have them as kind of my my second favorite team because they've had players yeah. on there that I've liked. You know, I like Carr, you know, but it, it seems like every time they get something going, you know, uh, they mismanage it or do something that causes the train to go off the rails. So there there's Aiden. There's Aiden. Shane's so, boy. Yeah. Saw him live on the sidelines. But yeah, there, that's, the, um, he, 
he's he's playing well, man. He reminds me I during the college football season, I texted Phil and I'm like, man, this fucking O'Connell from Purdue throwing the football <laughs> reminds me so much of Jim Miller, you know, former Bears quarterback. Right, and Phil's right, like, sure. it's like, that's dude, that's exactly. the craziest shit ever. He's like, I just had this conversation. I think you were saying to Steffers, somebody like to, that. Yeah, I was talking to my wife about it because me and Jim Miller used to be very good friends. Yeah. <laughs> then all of a sudden he disappeared, Brett. He disappeared. He blocked me on Twitter, and we've never heard from him again. <laughs> well, he he has. I don't know. He's he's a he's a better quarterback than he is a broadcaster. I've listened to him a couple oh. of times. Oh. Yeah, he was in. He was definitely in preseason mode on the one Bears game. Yeah, year. That's he was. Where... He, he was butchering names. He was saying the wrong trade happened with the right. Yeah, it, I was I was cringing, but. I got I to gotta give him credit. I, the first two Bears games that I saw were the, the, the year that he took us to the playoffs. I saw him beat uh, 2001. I saw him beat uh, the Bucks at Soldier Field. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then then actually, I take that back. The next game I saw him quarterback was a hell of a game. We beat San Diego in San Diego. Uh, that was when he was – he went on like a three- or four-game streak where he was throwing – Yeah, he went, over four, he went over 400 yards in that San Diego Against game. Against the yeah. Vikings, I thought it was. Well, he was San Diego too. Oh, was both games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable. He had he had back to back. Oh, Marcus Robinson. About yeah. yeah, he had back to back four hundred plus. Yeah, that yeah. was when he hit Marcus Robinson down the right sideline. I could see it. Yeah, deep ball. Marcus but Robinson. Just real quick about the, the rest is history. <laughs> the uh, Raiders Stadium. Yeah. They have said that the renderings that the bears are using are this it's the same architects that did that stadium out there that are going to oh, be really? working on yeah that, what they have yeah the bears is, are using it, the same guys so yeah, i gotta league. say I, I don't have a ton of experience in a lot of different nfl stadiums i've only been to a handful um but uh, it's it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous it's state-of-the-art it's there's really i don't want to say there's not a bad seat in the house that's hyperbole but uh, it, it's a really open stadium. It's it's and it, the acoustics are incredible. So if they you know use that as the the model, I think they'd be in good yeah. shape. Yeah. And they have the the huge video board on the outside of the stadium too. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. They do. The, they do. It, yeah. It's awesome. And they've got it's a great uh, yeah, idea. I don't know if, if they're going to do the same practice field, but they got like you know they've got retractable uh, uh, retractable practice field and retractable grass. And I mean it's it, it's. It's as state of the art as you get. I, I haven't been there for a Raiders game, but uh, UNLV uh, plays yep. out of there, and I've been to a couple of their games, and uh, it's been it's been fun. Nice, nice. So, Brett in Vegas always is bringing the season on the brink bets. Right. For this, we'll bring in our whole cast. This is when uh, Jackal gets cool. his paper and pen ready to write no these down. Why. Got the Last sheet, year, he the forgot to write it down. Just rip one of the pages out of those books behind you, Jackal. You can write on those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring them out. There he is. Chris Jackal is back. Hey, hey Chris. You can't hear him. He's on mute. <laughs> How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing, people? Brett, all right. Good to see you. And we also got the lady of the house. She's ready. She's also here. There she is, Cherie. How's it going, Cherie? How you feeling? I'm good. Hey, Brett. How are you? Brett Brett is here, Cherie. 
Sure, you should probably take down that White Sox clock behind you and throw it in the fucking First garbage. of all, that is a Chicago clock. With oh, a I thought it was the Chicago says, White Sox. Well, not White Sox. <laughs> I am fully aware of how bad the White Sox are right now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about, Brett. So it's, it, it's a kind of baseball that you think adults would play at the professional level in Chicago, but they just don't do that with the White Sox. It's like no. minor league baseball over there right now. It's no, pretty sad. I can only imagine the smells coming to that thing, but you know, exactly. Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeepers Creepers tonight. We're going to have you, the fan, play along, put your name to it, not four weeks before the season ends say you predicted this whole thing right now before the season begins i want to see where you are uh with these bets brett you're gonna walk us through and explain it to us sometimes i need a refresher i'm not a gambler i've never pretended to be sure. so where are we at these with are, our first are... You yeah, sent all your money to Japan the earlier this morning, didn't you, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> Two point five. I got a DM from Japan saying to help somebody out because they're locked up, and I'm like, guys, look at this. Phil's like, what should we do with this? I said, you're going to block it, and you're going to go back to work, Phil. <laughs> That's what we're going to do here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do we got going on brett all right well yeah these are ones i picked up yesterday from the south point uh, hotel and casino which is yeah. the closest one to my house so uh but they're the latest lines and what these are basically is they're as we've done before they're futures odds so basically you're betting on the performance of the team or the player yeah. uh, on the team as to how they'll do during the course of the season and it's uh I'm not a real big gambler myself. My dad's more of the player, but, you know, just to, to kind of educate your audience a little bit, you guys already know, but some of these numbers, I'm going to say, if, if it's a, if it's a positive number, like if I say the, the over under uh, the bears are, you know, minus 110 uh, to go over. That means if you have to bet $110 to win a hundred, that means they're favored. If it's plus 110, it's the opposite. If you, you have to, right. if you bet a hundred dollars, you'll win 110. So again, so if I say plus and minus numbers, the minus is the favorite, the plus is the underdog. Um, and right now I got to say, based on what I'm seeing here, uh, there's a lot of, uh, sharps that are betting on the bears, which is, really? uh, which is a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. There, it seems like it. Uh, I was doing some research right before I jumped on and the most, you know what the most popular bet in, uh, in, and I guess in the entire season of prop betting last year was what it was the bears and under, under their total of six and a half wins, 95% oh, of all really? the money that came in on that bet was on the under. And I think we were the 5% that went the other side of that bag. David Kaplan's driving his car. What? Yeah. <laughs> I drive a Sonata. So sometimes, sometimes the, the betters know what they're doing, but this year, and we'll start with the most generic of, of uh, futures is the bears win total right now. They're at seven and a half. And right now they're at minus minus one twenty uh, to go over. So they're favored to go over the total. So if you wanted yep. to bet the bears and over, you'd have to bet 
uh, $120 to win 100 So you're right. Jackal, so, you writing these down? I got it right here. All right, so, so go right. So, so are you going? Are you going over seven and a half wins for the Bears this year, Phil? Oh, that over, over seven and a half wins, right? Yeah, I got them nine wins. I would, I would pound the over myself, Jackal. I'm taking the over on that as well. We're all going over. Sheree's always. Positive. I already did. Oh, no, she's on, going on over. So I'm already locked in on Fanduel. <laughs> Brett, are you are you pounding the over on that? Definitely pounding the over. I think if the Bears win eight wins, I'd consider it a, a, a disappointing Agreed. season. So thank you, Brett. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What about you, Sheree? I'm definitely taking over. Chain spoke for me. I okay. did. Well, in agreement here. Sheree's always you allow positive. him to speak for you. Oh my God! Listen to it. Sheree, Sheree and I are are we get along very well, don't we, Sheree? Well, sometimes. Sometimes. Let's not, let's not overstate it. You know, there are times I want to kill you. So. Yeah, hey, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do we got next? So we're all There's over. Function and dysfunction. All, right. all over. Yep. Yep. Everybody's over on that one. I like it. And if that's one, if there's one thing we've learned from four years of doing this with the Bears, it's take the over. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got to give Sheree her music. Yeah, This is just all not something we have over. to go around the round table on. But the one thing I thought that was interesting was even though the, they're betting the Bears to go over, uh, and they're betting the Bears. It looks like a lot of guys are taking flyers on the Bears to win the Super Bowl. Uh, their Super Bowl odds started the year at 100 to 1. It's now down to 30 to 1. So, wow. Still pretty really? low odds, but 30 to 1. Down to 30 to 1. There's a lot, of, a lot of people putting money on the Bears to win the Super Bowl. The weird thing is, though, their, their odds to win the division, and I don't know how this works, but the odds to win the division have actually gotten longer. Which I don't know how you can win the Super Bowl, but the, the divisional odds get worse because they started the season. What was it? They started the season at plus three twenty. So if you if you bet a hundred to win three hundred and twenty, now they're five to one. They're five to one. So I, I don't get so how they're, they're going to go in as a wild card and run the table. Yeah, yeah. They'll hey, do, do yeah. what the uh, Packers did about ten years yeah. ago or whatever. You, sl you slay the dragon so, anyways, in the beginning of the play. Brett, when did you grab those? When did you grab the plus five hundo? Uh, when did was that today? When uh, you saw yesterday. That? yesterday. That was oh, yesterday. Yesterday. I got it. Okay. Yesterday. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And and I'll, some of the uh, bets is player prop. There's not as many out just yet, and I think part of it is usually we do this like a few days before the season starts, not a couple weeks. So. Right. I don't think they want to put a lot of props on players before they get through the preseason healthy. Absolutely, uh, and sure. They know the bet's gonna gonna go because they don't want to spend all their time refunding money. So, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, next next bet. Let's uh, let's let's take a look here. That was like I say, that was the the, the easy low hanging fruit. Let's get to some of the player props. Player we'll start with prop. Some of the player props and base and again you're 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 betting on the players' performance. Uh, you're betting them to hit certain markers, be it you know touchdown, receiving yards, rushing yards, and you're either betting them to go over the total that's posted or under the total that's posted. And uh, like I say, historically with the Bears, and it 
you know, I'd like to look into this more. I, you know, most of the people that bet futures are bet for their fans. They're they're betting, you know, their their team. Right. And of course, you're going to be optimistic. You're going to you're going to think, okay, they're going to they're they're generally going to do better probably than what the, the sharps here in Vegas think. So, I kind of like to do a study and just look at just taking the under, just being contrary, just taking the under on all these, and just see, you know, if you did that for every team, for every player, for every bet, just to see how you do. So, I don't know, maybe in another the, life. Every Bears beat writer in the world pounded the under on all of them, Brett. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> up until they'd be richer than us that's for sure yes <laughs> um all right justin fields the most important player on the team the key to a successful season let's take a look at his totals um i'll get to the passing yards let's uh let's take a look at rushing yards just just i'm curious what do you guys think the over under on the rushing yards might be 725 That's where it's starting. Would, uh, would be my, would be my guess. Low, low. nine hundred and forty-seven. You're, you're a little. Are you old. looking at all? That's Jack a very specific number. Jack I meant to say, I meant to say four hundred, nine hundred and forty, and I don't know if seven came out of my mouth, but you know. no, it's like it's like we're doing that price right nine forty-seven. <laughs> one dollar. What time it is? Whatever. Eight seventy-five and a half. Eight seventy-five. Eight seventy-five. Remember, Demo was like eight. Was he eight hundred last year when we did this? His player John prop. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah. I can't remember. I was eight hundred. I remember us. We we some of us jumped on and put some money on that. I would this last year. Well, it's eight eight seventy-five and a half. You said. So the over under seventy five and a half. Yeah, I would go under I'm on that. Under. I'm going under as well. Yeah, I'm going, I'm gonna go under. under too. I, I can see it being you know seven hundred, eight hundred, but uh, yeah, yeah I, eight seventy five seems high. Big Mo's going under. For Jackal's perplexed. Look at him. I am. He, he's I... got the. He's got the lips folded. He's wiping his brow. I don't know. I don't know. Help me out. I don't here. know. I'm tempted to take the over. <laughs> me too, Shuri. I I, I feel go with what you think. You know what no. though? With the I, I I like the running back room. I feel I'm gonna go the under. I think just based on running back by committee, with it just is gonna take away from some. I'm gonna take the over. Others. I'll be the one on right. the team. I love balls. No, we're talking about rushing yards, not balls, Shuri. <laughs> Same thing. It's like streaming are like cuts it short now. I know. Yeah, there's some Driving issues crazy. there. Crazy. Listen, Mo saying gotta go the under because the passing's gonna increase. Yeah, they have more the weapons. To, they have more weapons to pass to. I agree. But then you got to look at it too. This way is if the defense is better, they may have more opportunities and. That could be more opportunities to pass or more opportunities to run. We'll we'll see. But I would I would go the under. So we all went under. Cherie went over. over. Yep. Anybody <laughs> in the chat go over? Uh, I didn't see one. Any of you fans? Can you ready clip that jackal? About thirty-five. We all went under Cherie. Oh jeez. <laughs> we all went. We under. just got a strike. Three went over. <laughs> So what's the next one? Or you went under two, Brett? Yeah. On that, 
Okay. What's yeah, the next one? Yeah, we're under on the rushing. And, and part of the reason, I'm sure it was all of our reasons, was we expect them to, to pass more and be more efficient, yep. more yards and all of that, which is why this line doesn't make sense to me. His total passing yard uh, estimate over under is 2,875.5. Over. Which seems I'm to me that seems ridiculously low. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would go over two thousand seven hundred and eighty-five. No, what is that 2, about? Six hundred seventy-five point five. That's about oh, eight seventy-five. That's what is that about six hundred more than last year? What yeah. was he last year passing? Yeah, not yeah. much more. Yeah. What was that number again, Brad? Wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he, it's uh, the total is uh, two thousand eight hundred and seventy-five point five. Yeah, Thank you. I'm, I'm banging the over on that. I gotta go yeah. over. That's a less than 170 ball. yards a game if he played a full season. That's, yeah, if he's throwing that, we got fucking ridiculous. He's got to be the over there. Over on that. We're anticipating yeah. that. I think we we expect that out of him. I mean, I'm 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 seeing 3,000 yards at least. That's what I thought. The over under will be around yeah. 3,000. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. He's sure. got, I thought it'd be higher. I gotta see him push the mark and get history on our side here with the four thousand. yeah i don't think he's gonna hit four but I don't think I'm, no. yeah not this year but i think he could definitely oh, yeah. yeah i see him in the future but i don't think this year i'd be very happy if he did it this year i think i think he's gonna hit it this year i will say it i think he's gonna hit that four thousand mark okay that's my great and got, he's gonna eclipse the thirty. He's gonna eclipse the thirty TV. I gotta give him that. We got the room for it. Right. He says he's gonna. Right. Jose Pep. That's weird. Working. Where'd Shane go? Look at Cam staying right under the four thousand mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would piss me off, Cam. No doubt about it. Like, oh wait, sorry about that. I would throw like seven screens that game and make sure he. <laughs> Oh, Gave some people agit on that one. I don't know where Shane went. Just... That was weird. It's just, it's a weird little four-way box we got here. We I just the, the fact that way. Vegas thinks he's going to throw for 169 plus yards is just laughable to me. I just don't understand. I mean, I get it based on the numbers last year, but I mean, fuck the roster. Was I agree with you, Chris. But I, I tell you what. There were plenty of bets last year when we were going over. We're like, "Oh, that's laughable," and you know, they came in the under almost every. They time, do know what so. they're doing, right? You know. Yeah, that's why and, they and, got you know, gold the, ceilings. The house always wins they, for a reason. I think that's what they say. They really do. And with futures, like I say, I mean, you're you're excited about your team. You're going to be optimistic. You're going to be inclined to bet the over. But then, you know, it doesn't factor in injuries. You know, if he gets injured in, in week three, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Then, you know, they don't they don't refund your money for betting the over. You know, it's, it's, you're screwed. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, you can't withdraw. Like that, once I realized we wasn't hitting six, I tried to withdraw and they didn't. Look at me. <laughs> right. Good right. try, yeah, on that. <laughs> There's no way to get that money back, is there? Yep. No those the early payouts sometimes happen if you're, you know, those are always nice to see. I mean, that's the biggest problem with future bets. I mean, you're, you're, and that's why a lot of the, the sharp, players don't play them is because your money's tied up for months you know and yeah. a lot of times yeah. the odds are pretty pretty sad you know if you could get the bears at 101 to win the super bowl and they did that's a pretty good payout but now they're down to 30 to one you'd probably be right. better off 
just waiting for the playoffs and betting on the first round, second round, third round, just letting it ride. Sure. You know, as opposed to having your money tied up for, you know, the better part of yeah, six and, months. And, until so. January. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, I agree all right, you. with Shane back, let's move on to uh, let's move on to uh, total rushing touchdowns for Mr. Fields. Uh, they've got him currently. Vegas odds are six and a half touchdowns for the season. Over. Got to be over. Yeah, I'd go over. Me as well. Yeah, I'm going over as well. Everybody's Seems going like we're over. We're all singing there. from the same hymnal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I nobody's excited about this guy at all. Not one person. <laughs> waggle, and I could see him running for two in a game. Like, yeah, right, Phil. Now we're I mean, going. You get knocked out two versus Green Bay. I mean, they're going to exactly. use him. They're going to use him in the red zone. People are going to be focused on Claypool and DJ Moore and Tanya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's walk in. Hey, Chris, uh, Chris, do you have the stat of how many touchdowns total rushing and passing fields had last year? Do you have that hand? Total number of touchdowns? Not in yeah. front of me, but I can get it. Was it 26? Is that or 28? That's kind of what I thought. Total together, uh, you mean running and passing? Running and passing. The reason I ask is the totals that yeah, they're he had, giving. He had, he had 17 passing, I know. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what he had. Rushing. Where is it? Rushing. He had uh, eight, so twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. Because if you if you add up the Vegas estimates, the totals for rushing and passing, they're predicting him to have uh, twenty-seven touchdowns because they've okay. got him right now. The total touchdowns passing at twenty and a half, which again I, I think is way way low. Over. Yeah. Yep. That's no. the thing. You know, I they were talking total? about you, everybody goes total. to the the Jalen Hurts comparison. He had 22 touchdown passes last year. Jalen Hurts. Yep. And he was in the MVP discussion. Not, I'm not saying that he didn't have a fantastic year. He did have a fantastic year. But, I mean, Justin had 17. That's not right. With the talent that Justin had versus what Hurts had available to him every week with the best offensive line in the NFL, yeah, I'd be banging the over on that all day long. Yeah, agreed. I don't know how he can't. With those additional weapons, I just, yeah. Listen, I like I that. I'm surprised he only had eight rushing TDs last year. In my head, I Seems felt like, like he had 28. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't do exactly. much the first uh, six weeks. It was like that stretch that he had against yeah. Miami and you know Dallas, yeah. and that's when he just blew up. Yeah, Ryan yeah, Cox is right. Yeah. He did have. True. He did yeah. have some drop I, touchdowns too. Yeah, yeah, he did. I was looking before we move on from Justin. Uh, right now, you can get his odds to uh, have the most. If you're really optimistic on his passing yards, he's currently 150 to one to win the uh, the, the the passing championship, most passing yards for the season. Yeah. Oh wow! And he is keep... he is the longest odds quarterback that they have listed. Uh, they have. Yeah. CJ Stroud at 100 to 1. They got Baker Mayfield at 100 to 1. Bryce Young at 100 no respect. to 1. Justin Fields yeah. is 150 to 1. Wow. I mean, I don't think there's much of a chance. CJ Stroud? Yeah. That's a kick in the stones. The fuck? I think so. Desmond Ritter, was... got 125 to 1. Yeah, that's. For MVP? 
No, no, no. no, for, no most most passing yards. Most passing yards in the, the league. Most passing yards. In the league, wow. yeah. Wow. CJ Like, that's what I can't get over. Well, maybe because they're going to suck and he's going to have to throw 50 times a game. I don't know. But, like, I, I, I don't know. That's just wild. What is Bryce Young at? Is, that, is he on there? Four yeah, foot he's two. on there. Bryce Young's 100 to 1. 100 to 1. And they just lost their one wide receiver today, and they said that it wasn't good. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, if it was if it was today, these came out yesterday, so maybe you know, yep. the nuance will reflect that. But they have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who, as we talked about, he's in danger of you know maybe getting bumped. He's at seventy five to one. They've got Mac Jones at seventy five to one. Lamar Jackson, Mister Running Quarterbacks, at forty to one. Uh, wow! So there you go. I'm looking here. Let's see. Kirk Cousins. Well, of course, you know, for as much grief as we give. Kirk, he's always in like the 4,000, 4,200 yard range. They, they have him at uh, 12 to 1. Trevor Lawrence, they got it 15 to 1. Tua, they got it 15 to 1. Jack finally caught on. <laughs> Jesus, Jack. My bad, Brett. Sorry. To... That's what right. was he That's at? Just kind of funny. Who? Tua? Or... Yeah, what was Tua, Tua at? Tua is at 15 to 1 to lead the league in 15 passing. to 1. Yeah, he had some. So I mean, I think Justin Fields is a good, has a damn fine bet at 150 to one. I mean, uh, yeah. do I think it'll happen. No, but at those odds, it could happen. I could see it. It, it was funny. Funny story. I'm looking at this sheet, and at first I saw, I saw 50 to one for Field, and I'm like, oh, good, 50 to one. That's not too bad. But they were actually listing the field, not Field. <laughs> oh yeah, so all right. Whoopsie. If you bet the Field, Son of 50 a... to one, but. <laughs> So anyway, that's, so that's the that's the cube. I like that. Uh, let's move on to uh, our new acquisition. Let's see what DJ DJ Moore is up to. Okay. DJ uh, Moore. All right. This, this is another one I'm going to ask you guys just kind of to, to gauge. What do you think his uh, total receiving yards are estimated at? Nine hundred. Oh. I'm going to say eight fifty. I mean, they have Justin at what twenty. 2700 so uh, they he, he can't oh. be too he can't be too high not like, like i saw this somewhere yeah i yeah. think yeah. i thought yeah. like nine, 900 or 899 or something you guys are very close uh 875.5 yeah oh, okay i'm banging the over on that i think moody gets that over 875 yeah. is what they that. have it at right yeah, I'm going to go 5. over, over. Ooh. We got a lot of 1100s out here. I think everyone's over yeah. again. Yeah. Well, he's consistently put up a thousand yards, right? Four years They're in lost. a row, right? On so, average. Not last year. On average, year, they're saying four, four, yeah, thousand yeah. yards a season. What oh, yeah, average. But yeah. Last year, he only did 888. Yep. Right. But he played with that That's shitty PJ Walker. <laughs> Took the words right out of him. They would have had Tyson Bajet. He would have. <laughs> uh oh. So yeah, eight seventy-five and a half. I'll go way over. I mean, I, I think a disappointing season if he has nine hundred yards. I mean, he, he yeah. considered that a disappointment. We consider that a disappointment, but it's still an over. So. Agreed, Brett. I'm with you, Brett. Yeah. I think he's in the thousand-yard above club. Yeah, I would 
I agree. I remember those cards back in the 90s, the thousand yard club. You remember those football cards? And they like a dollar looking. It looked like money, but it was the Jerry Rice. You could never get the Chicago Bears because <laughs> you needed the, the 450 and over club. <laughs> Wendell Davis is 638. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, now, on the uh, receiving touchdowns, they're kind of pessimistic, too, I think. They've got him at uh, five and a half. Over. What? Yeah. Five and a half. I think he's going to have I that at the midway go. point. I'm going to go under. Go over. Under five? DJ Moore? Under five and a half? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think a lot of people are going to catch touchdowns for the Bears. And I just think he's going to spread the ball it's not DJ, just not No, DJ I just think, I think you could see four guys with five touchdowns. You know what I mean? I say, I'm just saying, hey. hey just, don't hang you know, on him. Yeah, we're betting, man, you know. We're to do shit again. So let's not jinx it. <laughs> I can only imagine the smells coming on that thing, but you know, but Chris just wants to be contrarian, so we're not all kind tired. of great. Kind of, everybody keeps going over, and I'm like, we gotta kind of, you know, I gotta go over here, though. Got yeah. it. I think he's I gonna he's go over by eight. half. I think if I had the bet, I'd go eight on him. Be a good number, yeah, seven, eight. Yeah, eight, nine, I mean, eight. to Chris's point, I do think a lot of there's going to be a lot of spread in the wealth. But I think, DJ, I think he would spread in the well if he gets seven, eight, nine touchdowns. So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say over. You're probably right. All right. Let's see here. We don't need total receptions. Let's all see. Right, all right, all what right, all right. All right, all right, all right. I'm still stuck on that Texas. divisional odds. That's really plus 500? Yeah, well, it's, it's not, well, <laughs> the equivalent. It's five to one. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was five to one. I wrote it down. Oh, all right. So I was like, Jesus. Was like, what? Yeah. All right. Let me cross that out. <laughs> so I was like, I Let's get your, uh, everybody put your, uh, your Karnak uh, hats on and your crystal balls. Let's, let's look at the running back situation here. Let's see who we think is going to be the starting running back and who's going to have the most yards. As long as Cherie's happy, he's happy. That's my starting running back. Thomas Jones. <laughs> his, oh, his total for rushing yards, Vegas has got it at uh, 600 and a half. Who's this As, Herbert? Khalil no. Herbert. Khalil yes. Herbert. Khalil Herbert. Point five. Yep. I'll he say. He had that four games last year. Under. I'm going under. Yeah, there's going to be a 35. And that's what I'm thinking. I think I agree with Jack in the sense that the run game is going to be spread around. So 600. Hmm. They're talking running back by committee already. Or is it 600? Well, what do you think the running back room gets as a whole? 600.5. They always got to put this point five in there. Yeah, it makes them a lot of money. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, it always somehow comes in too, right? It'd be like six hundred, and you yeah, lose and by you that lose. point five. That's yeah. the worst. As a team well, last year, it. they rushed they for three thousand. You know, with right. seven and a half, yeah. they're going to have winners and they're going to have losers. They're not going to be, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I'm going to seven thirty-one last year. I'm gonna I'm gonna go under because I I think Deontay Foreman's a very good running back and I think Roshan's gonna 
make an Me impact too. as they go Where's along. Bratcher, yeah. I know he's been the over. Yeah. What's the over under on missed pass blocks for Khalil Herbert? I'll bang the fucking over on whatever the number is. <laughs> they just can't put that line out. I, I think you have to go to certain or websites. Like that. <laughs> right, right. Into the next. Uh, that's a, that's a tough one. I you know six hundred yards. You know they will spread the wealth, but I do think he's going to be at least the, the start of the year their bell cow. The future. And, uh, he's capable of some real. Yeah, gosh, that's tough. Six hundred yards. Yeah, I think I'm going to say under two, That's you're going under. Yeah, I feel. I feel like Roshan's put pressure on him already. I think Foreman and Roshan. Yeah. But I think them sitting him out last week. I. I don't know. He may get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm go gonna, over. You know what? Over. Put me. Put me down. I'm switching. I'm put me down for an over for Herbert. I, All I right, Brett. Yep. Brett. Yeah, I'm gonna. Chris go. and Brett. There you go. Chris and Brett. Cam is going is, over. There it is. I like that. Dwight. Dwight I'm Howell. Over. has changed course. No, I never said under. I'm struck because I I want to oh. think under, but 35 averaging 35 a game seems so low. John Taylor's yep. going send on. Her a send her a Team Bratcher t-shirt over there. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little Herbert. Is he going over 600.5 or under? That is the question. Now, I don't think that 11. Shane and I Four say... touchdowns. He got four and a half touchdowns. They got You have that, Brett, by any chance? Uh, you know, I don't have that one on my sheet. Is that what you have for him, Chris? No, I was just curious. I figured if he's at 600 and a half, I was curious where they had him for TDs. No, the only, know, the that's only prop high. bets they had, the only prop bets they had for both uh, Herbert and Foreman were you can bet on them for Offensive Player of the Year, total rushing yards, uh, to win most rushing yards, the rushing title, or most rushing touchdowns, but they didn't. They didn't break it down. A lot of times they do, but I, it may just be because it's too too early. And the, they, they don't. What know was Foreman's prop? He's going to be the starter. Yeah, Foreman. Uh, they've got him at total rushing yards at, and it's a, another point fiver, four hundred and sixty point five. Ooh, see, that's an interesting that's, bet. I think he's going to be over. It's a true committee. I, it, it should hit, right? I mean, well, then you also have to throw in Getzy, who on third down will throw an empty set and third and one. Yeah. So you have to worry about him too in this bet. So watch the Bears make a trade for Jonathan Taylor tonight, and then we're all fucked. <laughs> My over bets suck. <laughs> we're back live on the air, folks. With well, it'd be over spot. for just the Colts because it all get traded over there. I'm assuming, right? Well, I think if they made a move, I think you'd see Herbert One's going. Gotta go going. I, you'd be see, you'd see Herbert going to Indy. Yeah, I believe. Oh, is is that right? What you said earlier, Shane, that Taylor's only twenty four. Yeah, twenty four years old. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Seems like he's been in the league for you know like. Yeah, he's younger than Khalil years. Herbert. Younger mm -hmm. than Herbert is. Wow. It's crazy. That's why I think when you look at Ryan Pohl's philosophy, I don't think that they're actually going to trade for him. But a hundred percent, you have to make that phone call because that's how he yeah. worked. You know, free it. He paid Tremaine Edmonds because Edmonds was twenty four years old and they paid him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's 
that those are the things. This is a guy at 24. Yes, he's had some ankle injuries, but this is a guy that you can count on for the next few years to be here. And they were willing to pay at running back. They were they offered yeah. Demo money to you know to have him come back. So they're willing to do that. It'll be, I think, a little bit more expensive. $4 million dollars more than he's making now. What's he at? $4 yeah. million this year? Why can't you give him eight? So, I mean, I just don't think I can I can see Philly opening up the – I can see that move for them. I they like love when you their, say the coffers. Yeah. I don't even know coffers. what a coffer is. What the fuck is a coffer, <laughs> Brett? Uh, opening up the coffers? I had the flu last yeah. week. I was a coffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I hear people, you gotta open up the coffers to pay him. I'm like, what is the coffer? I always want to know. I no wish, one knows. I wish more Even of my Jack clients would open up the coffers and buy some looking art. it up. <laughs> Where does open the coffer? The is a large, strong it's, chest it's like a jar. used for like storing an, valuable uh, yeah. objects such as money or gold and silver. See? So it's like the pirate. Hey, you ever heard my fucking nickname on here, bro? It's old English. As Shane likes to speak it. That's right. <laughs> How art thou? Well, across the pond, Jay. That's right. Open up the coffers. That's dumb English. <laughs> so what do we think, guys and girls? Uh, over a 460.5? For Foreman, I'm going over. Yeah. Yeah. Cherie's going over, too? Yeah. Everybody. Well, what did it say you in the, the chat? I'm I'm going to go under. Brett's and going under. Being is I'm, I'm kind of, I was bullish on Herbert. I think he's going to be more of a bell okay. cow than we think. And I could see, I could see Foreman having, you know, a role, but you know, 460, I, I see him more in the 400 yard range. So yeah, I'll say under on Foreman. So they rushed for just over 3000 as a team last year. And between those two bets, if they were to say hit those numbers, they're at uh what is that? Uh, 1060. Yeah. So 1060. Fields rushes for what did they have him at eight seventy five? That means uh, I don't eight. think they're gonna get three thousand again next year. That was the prop for him eight seventy five. I think yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm interested to see where they go as a team for rushing because those numbers are low. They're gonna run the football a lot, but they're not yeah, having us pass the ball either. So it's like, yeah. I, so it, do they have our a Rashawn Johnson? Suck? Like is that what uh, Vegas is trying to say? <laughs> No. But somehow we got higher odds to win the Super Bowl, even though the offense is also. <laughs> this is very confusing. It, these things don't it's understand all, it. I don't get it. It's all you know where the where the money's coming from, and you know there's a lot of people that'll you know take flyers on their team to win the Super Bowl. They'll you know come to Vegas, have a few cocktails, and uh, get crazy and uh, say you know the you know the Houston Texans are winning it all. You know, and that's, that's how the money gets bet. Yeah. Um, there is no over under for Rashawn rookie Rashawn Johnson. No, I couldn't find anything on Rashawn. Like I said, I mean, I think we're a little bit early. I'll, I'll take another yeah. look at the sheets in another week or two uh, to see. But I, like I said, I think they're waiting to see how it shakes out. Who's starting? Who's not starting? Who's healthy? Who's not healthy? You know, just they don't they don't want to have a lot of uh, you know bets that don't right. happen or. So I guess yeah, let me know if you see anything, Chris, because I even I did check FanDuel too, and I didn't see anything. This was a couple days ago. My Kari Blazing game prop bet isn't going to come through then. Pissed about that. Well, 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 over, uh, over under one and a half catches? 
We finally threw the fullback. Yeah. Got me hyped up week one. How about the kid from Yukon? He looks impressive. My guy burned. But anyway, what's the next? What's the, what's the I missed something earlier. You guys, I think, mentioned it, but I was doing a couple of errands. What's the latest uh, with uh, our guy, Dieter Eisland? Do you think he's got more of an opportunity now that, uh, you know, we've I don't think he makes the 53. I don't think he makes the 53. I have never understood the Dieter Eisland story here in Chicago. I just give him a game to rep it out at center and see what he has. This would be Kenny's a great weekend he, to do second half. Can he play guard he, too? He, I mean, I, I listen, yeah. he, this is a great point, Brett. And it's like you're in my brain. Shatari Carter can't play center. Doug Kramer can't play guard. Lucas Patrick has shown he can't play guard. But Dieter could play right, center, and left guard. So that kind of value, you should be focusing more as a, a offensive line coach. And you put that guy in there and you get certain situations in preseason to, to see it. And it just doesn't happen. And to Shane's point, it's not like they don't like the guy. And it just seems to be some politics thing because on tape, it doesn't lie. He, I like him better. Than my this Chitari Carter stuff. Yeah. To, tomorrow, I mean Saturday will be very interesting for me to see. And now we got the coaches tape for preseason. I can really look into the offensive line and see if it's political and draft. We drafted this guy, so we want him to work out. Or is it, you know, the Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick way of going forward with it? I see the value in Dieter Eisland over some of these guys that are yeah. playing. I'll just say that. Yeah. So if you want to run the room, so Phil, you think, do you think he's going to make it to 53? Not, if you, not if you think, not if you think he should, do you think he's right. going to make it? I don't think I don't based either. On what, he's, what they're doing right. with him. I don't think. I yeah, think I think this is the test, and if you can't, if it just looks the way it's going, I think he's out. I this, I agree. I think he's cut. I mean, to when me, is it, the the final next Tuesday, next, next Tuesday, and it's going to be there's going to be pretty wild over a thousand players that are free, and that's where it does kind of screw you over having the number one pick a little bit in the waiver process. Because it's all going to come at once, whereas before you had a cut down, and then you had another cut down. So then you know what I mean. You could kind of space your one crack at your priorities out. Now it's now it's like the wild, wild west. It's just going to be wow. There there could there could be three or four guys that want that you want, and it's just going to be it's going to be crazy. And that's why I think you're. I think that there's going to be teams out there. I know there's been. Some NFL teams saying that they think that the the third quarterback is going to come in more come into play as you get closer to the playoffs. But I mean, if you're if you're a team that is settled, like if if you're if you're Kansas City and you look at Tyson Bajant and you have a great roster and you're like, yeah, we 
we see something in this kid. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll we'll take him. Or you don't think that San Francisco, you don't think Kyle Shanahan would look at somebody like Bajit and just yeah. say, all right, yeah, Sam Darnold is a question mark. Trey Lance is out of here. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take, but you can't you can't keep that in Chicago because of PJ fucking Walker. It's crazy. It's crazy. People are yeah. overthinking. It's really not that hard. I don't give a shit if he played at Shepherd. I don't give a shit if he played at a community college. He Dude. is showing you things on tape. Keep him here. And there's an interview out there about with his college coach talking about, I don't know if you guys talked about it earlier, so I apologize if I'm being sounding redundant, but just the the makeup of this kid and what he did in college regarding his experience and uh oh, I didn't I didn't catch him. <laughs> what are you saying? You missed Shoveling his food in his mouth. Oh, still? I tried to, gotcha. I tried to put yeah. him up on screen. I was I dying before it. when he was he had a shovel before eating. I don't know, it was a rice and beans. I couldn't tell what he was getting in there, but look cold. Frankenbeans. Frankenbeans. I'm starving. I'm a Jack Talk Thai. I apologize, Brett, for eating in front of you. <laughs> I know we fed you pretty well in the green room. I'm um, those lobster rolls, man. I tell you, just yeah. They're, Good burger going just butter. Yeah, That's a good move. No That's Cherie's recipe. Yeah. yeah. Cherie's Cherie. quite cook. very good. Home very cooking. Good. Cherie, you like crab legs? No. I had some crab legs down in Delta. Anyway, let me ask you guys like a question. Brett, I'm going to bring it back to a, a prop bet because there's not much on, on, uh, on FanDuel, but something I saw, we were talking about right. DJ Moore's touchdowns, right? A lot of people think he's going to hit 10 touchdowns this year. They have a bet up right now. DJ Moore to score 10 plus touchdowns plus 850. So if you guys really yeah. like that, I know if you live in Connecticut, I mean, shit, that's the, that's a nice little bet for you. You know, $10 will get you a little bit of bread if you want, you know, hundred bucks will get you a lot more and you know, but yeah, yeah. Justin Fields. Go in on that. I think I might. Look at you. Especially I'm excited. Like Brett says, you get excited. It's your team. You see that, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Jackal goes to the well, chin. That means it's probably going down. Or the edibles are kicking and, in. Justin Fields just to throw to, thirty plus passing yards, plus seven fifty. To Chris's point, if you're really bullish on a bear, huh, uh, <laughs> you want to you want to bet the long odds. You don't want yeah, to yeah. you don't want to bet short odds. I mean, you don't want you know you know hundred dollars tied up for you know four months on a three to one or a five to one yeah. or you know take take a flyer. And I you know to Chris's point, I could easily see DJ Moore, even though I think I I expect him to get maybe seven, eight, nine touchdowns. I could easily see him with. 10, 11, 12. So. I picked the under in the bet before. So I'm sitting here saying, oh, now I'm going to take it at 10. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, hey, who's the sucker now, right? Nice but no. Chris also bets every person in the first race. That's an old one. Forgot about that. Years old. That's an old one. Justin so, Fields, what, 15 plus rushing touchdowns, plus 2,000. 15 plus? Yeah. yeah. 15 or more. That's a lot of touchdowns. Yes. No way. That ain't happening. I don't see 15. And then uh, the only other Bears. Jeepers, creepers. Bears to score a touchdown every game in the regular season, plus 185. And uh, the Bears to beat Green Bay, 
both games during the regular season plus 250. That's it. Plus Beat them 250. Both? Yeah. Plus Here's a few 250? more long odds ones. If you guys want to hear a few more. Yeah, yes. I, I love these. Um, they got Justin Fields for MVP. He's actually, surprisingly, they, they have modest uh, totals for him, but they have him at uh, the 10th best odds to win the MVP at uh, plus 2,000. Uh, strangely enough, they have the same odds for him to win Offensive Player of the Year. They've got it at plus 2,000, which is sixth best in the NFL. Um, DJ Moore is on there as well. They've got him uh, at plus 1250 uh, to win Offensive Player of the Year. And uh, both Khalil Herbert and Darnell Mooney to win Offensive Player of the Year. They've got him at plus 20,000. So you win, you put $100 down, <laughs> you win 20,000. But that's uh, that's uh, that's Benton right there. <laughs> what's the last, yeah, what's the last wide receiver to win? Offensive player of the year. Would it be Randy Moss? Cooper Cup. Last year. Cooper Cup. Two years ago. Yeah. He had the trifecta, right? Didn't he have receiving yeah, touch, right. yards, touchdowns? And, oh, yeah. MVP. Yeah. Triple crown. Yeah. Not yeah. that he won the MVP. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm, just, I'm, think, I'm wondering if he. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the Only one Bears defensive player has odds currently to win defensive player of the year. Take a shot at who it is. Edmund. One defensive player? Edmonds. One defensive player they've got odds for listed for defensive player of the year, but only one. Eddie Jackson. Okay. Justin Jefferson won last this past season, by the way. Oh offensive MVP? Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. Jesus Christ. Cooper Cup in twenty twenty one. So who is the two thousand nineteen? A lot of wide you receivers. Get, so who is the Phil? Who did you say that the defender? I that, said it's going to be Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. I said Eddie. Just I'm okay. Picks. Picks. I I doubt. I don't feel very confident in that. Brister. Have you heard the name yet, Lady Bear? Do you have a do you have a uh, a shot? Yeah. Micah says Yannick. No. <laughs> I'm going Gordon. <laughs> I'm going to go Gordon. Who said? Who said Yannick? Micah Brooks. Ooh. And Gakwe. Well, Micah Brooks gets the prize. He's the only there one. There he is. Uh, the only uh, bear listed. Sharice said Blake Bortles. Shut up. <laughs> Mile High said. Making a comeback. I hate you. I don't know what you nick Oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. Cole yeah, for uh, offensive player of the year. His odds are plus twenty five thousand. I'm serious. He's, he's Phil's, on the list. Phil so. put money on that. Say that again, Brett. What was that? Let me borrow some of his Cole signing Komet. bonus. He's at he's oh, at Komet. plus twenty five thousand. Now this, I picked these up yesterday before he, you know, got taken to the locker room in a cart. But plus twenty five thousand. Stepped on his dick or something. So. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's that's gambling for sure. There so, is an update yeah, that a, he walked. That he yeah. walked to the is car. Is that right? So I don't. Yeah. We don't know what the story team. is on Cole Komet. Has there been an update? Was there a post-practice response? No, they're not giving anything out. The only thing that they talked about was you know, Tevin isn't day to day. It's a week to week. 
So for them to even say that, you know, it's pretty significant. You know, and with okay. what bugs me about Kevin, I mean, it, go ahead. You know, every every other player has like injuries where you know they get hurt on the practice field or they get hurt, and it's it's even if the the coaches are cagey about it, you know that it was you know on the up and up. It happened during practice or during a preseason game or whatever. With Kevin, there's always something shaped. It's you know he he hurts his back, but we don't know when he hurt his back or. Or, you know, he's, he's got, he hurt his calves, both calves, but we don't know exactly how, when it happened, you know. I, yeah, as much as I love Kevin, there's just, I mean, there's always something. It's I, like a, listen, a I feel the same way. When Shane told me he was hurt, I'm like, what? Double calves. I've never seen it. Maybe on Tecmo Bowl. It's like when Carson ran both his ankles on the same fucking play a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what the Double calf I, injury. Yeah. Remember, didn't doing? Willie Galt blow out both of his knees at the same time? And Billy, that was Wendell better... Davis. Wendell oh, yeah, that's Davis. What it was. That was yeah. Oh. Wendell came up Wendell, twice. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's right. Twice. Gotta give him a call. On the old Philadelphia, what was the name of the stadium? Oh, that... Veterans. Veteran. Veterans. Veterans. Right. The fucking yeah. vet with that turf. It blew out Randall Cunningham's knees. I mean, that, that thing They're was like, brutal. That used to be like the McDonald's Playland turf when we were kids. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, just a little thin piece of carpet on top of yeah. concrete, man. Just slide out of Mary McCheese and rip all the skin off your friggin' legs. <laughs> <laughs> my friend's head got stuck in that Mayor McCheese fucking climbing thing. Yeah. Do you remember that thing? They had to call the ambulance. Yeah. The fire. <laughs> Those were the funny yeah, thing was I bet them. I go, you yeah. can't fit your head through there. Yeah, there was no astro. It was like astro concrete that was yeah. just painted oh my green, God. dude. It was, it was like you know the fucking stuff that you put in the Easter basket that green the shit. grass. Yeah. They, they cut it really, <laughs> but it small. was like razors. It was like fucking razors. <laughs> oh, you would get off that field and touch your like car and get metal a shot. tips you're sparking on the field when you're running it's fucking <laughs> dangerous oh my god no wonder why i see the thing about that astroturf that astroturf yeah. at the playground that was like the third or fourth most dangerous thing because you had to also contain yeah. with those stainless steel uh, slides you had the ball pits with like shards of glass on the bottom you know yeah. of course oh the balls God. they had you know they hadn't changed <laughs> had the balls out spinning. in years <laughs> what was that thing where you kind of rocked back and forth it was on a spring oh yeah yeah <laughs> Kind of like a seesaw, but there it is. Seesaw horse. I'm fucking stuck. You have to bring a fire truck. I bet him. I had to keep quiet. The kid kept his mouth shut too. He didn't rat me out. Uh, We survived our childhood. Oh my god, I know. Mayor McCheese. <laughs> you fucking remember this dude. I remember Grimace the Hamburglar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ronald. I don't remember the French fry fuck. Was it French fry guy? Was that who was, who was there was like a bird, like birdie or something? I was gonna say I don't remember the girl name. That's all I yeah, don't it remember. She had circular eyes. Yep. Oh my God! How the hell? The eighties, man. Cool Kennedy had sent me or shared this 
80s McDonald's commercial, like this black family's getting ready for church and they're going for breakfast in the 80s. And it fried guy. Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh my god. There they are. That creates nightmares. I don't remember that fucking (laughs) the ham the ham burglar. (laughs) Ham burglar. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it. I think like everybody had a friend that got their head stuck in Mary cheese. Oh my god, it was like a danger zone. Yeah, you'd go up in there and you'd like try to. There'd be like six other kids up in there with you, and you're like, I can't. Your parents fucking left move. them there. Yeah, your parents are inside eating fucking Big Mac, waiting on CPS to show up. That was my son at Chuck E. Cheese when they had the one like you go up. It looked like a fucking hamster tube and they're all up <laughs> and he got caught and he's steph's like you gotta get up there i go how the fuck am i going up there you right. go up there it's so who steph. went up there she went up there ah. i'm like he's i could fine. see you he's sprawling up in there trying no. to i did go up on another place but not at chuck e cheese no, at the God. carnival those fucking <laughs> mirror <laughs> Torture chambers for kids. Oh my god! You, you, got, me going, you got me going down the this friggin' rabbit hole of McDonald's. You see little kids just, just crazy right now. Tell me if this doesn't bring back memories. Let me see if I can put this up here real quick. Jesus Christ! I love him laughing before like the old crazy. the old McDonald's ashtray. No. Remember those oh things? That's god. so crazy. Okay, I wasn't around for that one. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember, remember that. Remember my grandmother smoking. My grandmother would be smoking at McDonald's. <laughs> Same with mine, Chris. Dude. Oh my god. I guess god. a lot of people got got away with the glass ones because they eventually went to like these tinfoil ones. Remember yeah. that like, yeah. little little foil ones? And that was yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, the fucking so glass funny. one. Some of these dumbasses at the club would pick them up and start hitting people with them. <laughs> glass <laughs> like ashtrays. Keepers, jeepers, creepers! Is this oh my God, there it is! <laughs> it looks like that's in uh, Angelo's basement. Angelo <laughs> Joe Marino from Wallingford, Connecticut. He sits on the up at a yard sale, guys. Look at the wear on the handlebars. <laughs> you know how many? You know how many kids got launched in the Mary McCheese off of that fucking? Oh thing? yeah, I'm sitting on it. I call that the stitches maker. <laughs> oh, that's great! Just make. Did you have one of those spinning ones, where the one person on the outside is spinning everybody? Oh, Fucking Lord kids Lord. are falling yeah. off. <laughs> those were great after a Big Mac and a shake and a oh my god, yeah, got on there Fucking and spun cute. around. It was awesome. Spun around. Your mother special buys you sauce a- was definitely special after that. <laughs> Your mother gets you a fucking apple pie and you bite into that bitch and it's like lava molten lava going. <laughs> oh, the hot apple pie oh, yeah. burns your fucking yeah. roof of your mouth. Yeah, you can't fucking swallow for two weeks. <laughs> the, the hot apple pie. What happened? Fucking burger was 99, 90 cents or eighty cents. There it is. There it is. The key was getting on the inside of those two little handles. Yeah, Yeah, you had to get a good grip, man. You can't can't fuck around. You're still throwing up, but it was fun. 
No, it's good. <laughs> I'm surprised lawyers just didn't hang out right outside. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, I think know, they eventually did. <laughs> Which is why Playland has changed significantly. So in 1984, a quarter pounder with cheese was 70 cents. Big Holy Mac, 65 shit. cents. filet of fish 48 cents. Cheeseburger, 33 cents. Hamburger, 28 cents. Hot wow, apple wow, pie, wow. there. 26 cents. Hot chocolate, 15 cents. Say I ain't got no McDonald's money. That's, that's yeah, that yeah, they're lying to Same with my dad. I think that's what we had. Yeah. My dad. <laughs> it's funny when we were we got a little break. He was here watching the boys. He's like, you can hear him. I'll imitate him a little. Oh, I took the kids to McDonald's for fuck's sake. Pay fifty eight dollars for all of them. Eighty seven dollars. There's not even a fucking playground. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. The McDonald's app is the best thing, though. I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Gotta have the McDonald's. The forty app. piece nugget meal is a dope. It's a good one. We get you that get at like, the house. There's also like a thirty percent off yep. coupon through yep. the drive-through. Yeah. That I a use lot of buy time. one get one free. Oh yeah. Once yeah. you get those points, they start adding up like fucking Vegas we got kids, like babies. I got you know. So we got all sorts of kids at our house. So I, I'll take all the points. Bring them my way. Mo's in the in the chat. I thought he'd be sleeping off uh, JSN's surgery diagnosis. Mo. <laughs> oh, McDonald's. JSN hurt. Yeah, he had surgery on his wrist. Surgery. Yeah. Uh, got hurt so against Dallas. He's banged up again. Who would have thought? He fell yeah, off. He, Mer- the he fell off the Mayor McCheese ride <laughs> in Seattle. What was the spinning McDonald's ride? <laughs> Did that have a name? What was the bird fry guy for real? The the little chicken thing? Oh, I don't the name. Oh, I got There I was, was a McDonald's a, toy set. It was Birdie. Yeah. Birdie. 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 Yeah, I think yeah, it was a fucking original. Was, Cocaine kind of zapped the uh, creativity but, but, for the McDonald's yeah. ad team, I dude, think. McDonald's, <laughs> think about it, man. This dude's started off just wanting to sell they, cheese. They shot birds. their lot on She Mary was Birdie and... the early bird. <laughs> bird. Yeah, yeah, right, Brett. The early bird special. Early bird. There was nothing like a McDonald's pancake, sausage, egg and cheese. Oh, my God. That butter. It was an underrated breakfast if you got some flapjacks. Yeah. And with that sausage patty, they just threw that fucker in. It didn't matter. It was like tucked under. What was that burger that it was the one side was hot, the one side was cold? Do you remember oh, that? McDLT. The McDLT. Yeah, yeah. You had to like fucking flop it over. Cherie's too young. Yeah. You never had a McDLT. Yeah, it came in like a white carton and you had to like fold it over. Yeah. You would fold the, there was a hot side and a cold side and you'd fold it over. It was in that styrofoam white carton. Killed like 7,000 whales. I was going to say that was before all the green people came out. Yeah. 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 They're in landfills in our land. You know, we're drinking it now, but it's okay. You get you get a burger this size and a box this big. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the science really? laser started like all the fires. The That's funny. <laughs> no, I, I love They the gave you the Bears cards. You yeah. would go to through McDonald's oh, drive-through, yeah. and you'd get like four pro line cards. Yep. And they were all Richard Dent, Singletary, Payton. and all of these guys. Walter Payton. You would drive like. We kept going through to try to get a meal. Walter Payton never happened. 
You got diabetes, but my brother worked at McDonald's and bring home shit. He didn't even get a Walter Payton, for God's sake. Never got my Walter Payton. Won the Monopoly game, but wasn't there like a William Perry burger in Chicago? Wasn't there? It's, I, did you see, did anyone eat the steak, egg, and cheese from McDonald's? Oh, look at that. There it is. The oh, there's the uh, oh, yeah. Dennis McKinnon yeah. McDonald's card right there. Look at that. I like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel. At McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to call that. Good call. Kid saw it in the little chat. He's right. That freaking Inspector oh, yeah. Gadget toy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember trying to get it. Did you remember the? They actually did a documentary at the rigged games. Yeah, the, the, the Monopoly, Monopoly game. McDonald's, yeah, the Monopoly. Yeah. Oh my god! This one chick said she had Broadway, and she lived in East Haven, and I had the other one. What's the other one? Park Place. Park Place. You remember the fucking boat? Fucking like lied. the? Do you remember like the boat that you used to get? Yeah. All that shit. I'm just looking at some of these toys. I'm like, holy shit! I remember, I remember like all when of they these. did the Barbie and Hot Wheels combo. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit about Barbie. Sure. <laughs> I give a shit about Barbie. Shame. My wife said the movie was good. That was very good. Not even good. Barbie, yeah. Is anyone? Neil and Riley it? talked about watching it, and I was like, yeah, "You guys can." I'll watch wait it. I'll, for it to come to stream. I'll be the guy over in the corner, staring at the back of my eyelids. Or maybe I'll <laughs> go right on where you were going with that shit. I'm yeah. like, all right, <laughs> there they are again. Yeah, dude, that's what the Hamburglar looked like. Yeah, yes, that's like nice a fucking fuel for kids. He looks creepy. He looked like a witch. Like a he did. He was sneaking. Person. I don't remember him looking like that. Face? That has to be like a really old picture. There's Grimace in the background. He's kind of blue. He turned purple, right, Brett? Yeah, that ain't look sick. Right there, that's Oscar the Crouch's cousin, Shimmis. No, the the McDLT, you didn't have to make it. It was already made. You just just, it was in the packaging. So what y'all saying is the the two sides had like the yeah, it was the hot side and the cold side, side, but it was yeah, you flipped it. You just you flipped them together. So what the hell does DLT stand for? Dumb motherfucker, because I don't think it's so stupid, dude. Jackal can't speak. No, I know it's it up, Jackal. Give us a little history. Lettuce and tomato. No, I don't know what the D's. No. Yeah. Well, it's McDonald's or McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, Well, then, then lettuce. Let me look it up. Jason Alexander did the commercial in 1985. Did he? Yeah. I've seen it on YouTube. I was in the poll. Yeah, I was in the poll. I'm just a fan. Oh, okay. I'm not a football. We can't play that, right? Well, I was in the pool. No, the McDonald's. Commercial. Oh, he's talking uh, McDeluxe. He had hair back then. Yeah, the McDLC. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, he had full fucking hair. Listen, we're getting ready for the weekend. The Bears are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills. We're breaking down some prop bets. Are there any final prop bets? Or is that it? That was about it for the players. I was just looking. If you guys want, we can kind of go through. They've got the uh, the the props for the players that they're taking odds on for uh, receiving yards, rushing yards, and passing yards. Are there any players you want to know the odds of as far as winning the passing title, rushing title, or receiving title? 
Not really, to be honest. <laughs> it's got to be. I, I mean, Je a... Justin Jefferson's got to be the receiving. Yeah. Stephon yeah, did. Do they? Did they? What's the over under on his receiving yardage? Should they have that for seventeen? I mean, there's a lot. There's legit people saying he's going over two thousand. Yeah, this year. Who, Justin Jefferson. You know, I, I didn't... Yeah. He's a Trey Lance as the backup out there. Yeah. I mean, what did he go last? He almost hit two K last year, right? Yeah. He was all. Think, uh, no, no, we're very economical, my family. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's no Claudio tonight. He's what is he? He's at right, a cheerleading competition. Cheerleading competition. Take his picture. He's picking at a cheerleading competition. Claudio yeah. is one of the holders. Yes. No, his daughter is like the flip girl. That she just went out fucking anxiety. Team. Varsity. What do they call that? The flip girl. I don't know what that is. Do you want to go through, do an express version of, we don't have to do bear down, but you want to go through bear up real quick? Everybody pick one player. And yeah, let's do it. And then we'll get the shout outs, Brett. From last week. How's that sound? All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Just in, we got our guy, Brett Maley, huge friend of the show from Porn Stars. Uh, Porn. I'm going to laugh every time I say it now. Yeah, because you can say it with The art appraiser extraordinaire who actually is looking into the Da Vinci Code right now. You'll have to check out why and go back and watch it. We did some prop bets. Your takes. Put them in the YouTube channel. Uh, what do you think the record of the Chicago Bears is going to be? Put your name to it, you troll boys. Don't tell me four weeks at the end of the season. I called it. I knew this was going to happen. No, let's do it now. Put it in there. Philatosian, Shane Marshaw, the Tape Never Lies Network. A bear up, a bear down. Bear up. Bear Time did good. Bear up. Brett I know Maley. I fucking hit mine last week. Doris yes, Fountain. Everybody's did like, what job. the? What the did hell? Did a good job, Fountain. Yep. 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 We will so, go live next week before. Wait, Tuesday, they're going to make cuts. So we'll have to do a special pop up show Monday night. And I'm trying yeah. to confirm with Chris Zorich if. We kick off this Monday, but it's another another show. We'll he's, pop up on is Tuesday. He's gonna be back. It, yeah, he's gonna be heading to Ireland, right? Yeah, that's probably where he is now. Aren't they playing this weekend? Yeah, week zero. Week zero. Notre Dame versus Navy in Ireland. Ireland. I'm determined to go to a Michigan game this year. Okay, let's do it, Sheree. We only live once. You've only lived once. Enough, I have a friend whose nephew plays for Michigan. So, <laughs> so if that friend should be able to get you some tickets. Working on it. Well, if you have tickets to Michigan games, let me know. So we can get Cherie in the state. I was able to see Michigan versus Northwestern Cherie. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jack. 
Well, you got to go with our guest. Yeah. Okay. Go with the guest. All right. But guy, that's a stand up. Go ahead. If you take, I, uh, he's the main, he's the main reason why I said, I think, uh, Deontay Foreman is going to be an under in the prop bets. Uh, I think Roshan. Roshan looks really good when I see him. Uh, He's a hard runner. He takes what's there. I love that. Uh, You know, even if it's three yards, he earns it. Uh, There were a couple of, you know, he didn't, to me, when I watched the game, he didn't stand out. But then I watched some replays. And there were plays that I I think stopped in the backfield. And he was able to, to lunge forward for four or five, six yards. Um, he's going to be an integral part of the offense. And I think he's going to be the guy that pushes Khalil Herbert more than Foreman. Although I think I think uh, Herbert's going to have a great season, too. So Roshan Johnson, did he steal your guy, Jackal? No. Yep. So am I. I could tell. That was an obvious one, though. I like that. That was a good choice because, I mean, eye test was beautiful. I agree with you, Brett. That was well, a good I was, call. I was going first. Uh, no, that was a great one. I would have. Cherie? Ladies. Or do you need no. a minute? We're doing it all. Okay. Give me some um. fucking names. Give this. <laughs> or do you need a second because Brett took yours? Uh, you can pass the jackal if you'd like. That's yeah, me. I'm a pass. I'm so one thing, one all right. Well, I'll take I'll take a little pressure off you. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cairo Santo hitting a 50 yarder uh, during a preseason. Um, going bear up Santo. The reason being is I just want to see. That is such a great. If you guys only knew where that that whole thing is, just beautiful. The, uh, that's awesome. Oh, so he, just we want be, our kicker to be tested. Hitting a 50 yarder in preseason is just nice to see. It's a preseason game. We rested every fucking starter. So it was, you know, I, I just like seeing that out of the guy. Pressure kick. He made it. It was a close game at that point. So I'm just taking an easy little chip shot here and going with Cairo Santo. I'm trying to help Sheree. Yeah, I had Roshan Johnson also. You're so. going. Shane's playing who's going to stand out this week. Oh, wait. Kid. I thought we were talking about Bear Up from last week. No, he's going oh, that's what oh, I thought too. this upcoming week. All right. Well, yeah. We're playing well, it opposite in the preseason. Yeah, we're playing the futures. Futures. So do you want to right? change show out? Brett, yeah, do you want to go again or do you want to say Roshan is your Brett's guy? Safe there. I think Brett's safe with Roshan. All right. Yeah, no, I'll stay with Roshan. I don't want to switch horses. Yeah. Jackal, do you want to change your shitty pick? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, <laughs> Brett did yeah. laugh. I thought that Brett was kept the That was a horrible pick. pick. No. Uh... Get in somebody's ass today. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know playing. I, you know, with all these injuries, you know, it's it's, it's hard. Tough. I was, I'm hoping Tyler Scott can catch some passes, not have some drops, and just kind of show that that was kind of just a thing that was he's working through. Um, I'd like to see him kind of step up and do something this uh, this Saturday. There you go, Tyler Scott is yeah. the guy that Jackal's telling you to keep your eye on this week. That's going to be his guy to watch. Here we could up. You guys in the chat, put your who you think is going to stand out. 
Daniel Bouchel saying, Shane, I like Fountain too. Yep. Should have said that Sheree. last week. <laughs> Do you have anybody, Sheree? Um, I am going to go with Tyreek. He's going to catch that ball this time. Yeah, he's dropped two picks. He got a haircut. <laughs> he got to redeem himself. Oh, his hair was in his eyes. That's why he didn't catch it. He couldn't see it. All right, makes more oh, sense. No, now. he All got right. a haircut. He got a haircut before the game. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Like, that was <laughs> that drop. It's not really a drop. I mean, he just should have caught it, but it made it even worse. Yeah. It ended up being a touchdown. Uh, but that plague went back to Adrian Colbert. I sent Phil the clip, and that's. It all started with him being lost, and now he's on IR. So, yeah, he was toast from jump on that play. I fucked yeah. him up. <laughs> I hope he redeems himself. I mean, I'd still, right now, I have a better feeling about him than Bayless. So. Okay. There you go. Cherie, is that your? Tyreek your... Stevenson. Tyreek yeah. Stevenson, that's your fine. Yep. There you go. Shane, you got anybody? Mine's easy. I'm s- staying with QB2. Oh, agent. Yep. <laughs> I think he's going to get an opportunity and he's going to go out there. Like I said, you, you can't tell with young players. A lot of times, a little bit of confidence can spur you a, a long, long ways. And you can just you hear it in this kid's voice. Not only is he confident, he's just, when you know what you're supposed to be doing, when you're not questioning yourself, when you don't need a water bottle to be your security blanket, you can go out there and play some good football. And I, I believe in the kid. And I think he's going to go out there and make some big time throws. And now if he throws a pick, I'm sure I'll get 400 DMs saying, smartest man, my fucking ass, you idiot. But that, that's fine. I believe in the I believe in the kid, and I think he's going to make the 53, and I think he's going to make some plays on Saturday. Yes! I love it. I would have picked him myself to go on the record, but since you picked him, which is a great pick, and I'm excited. He's, I mean, who's not excited to see a little bit more of him and QB1? That's really gotta be exciting i know it is for me that i'm looking forward to that uh this weekend and jumping on live on bhl right after bills versus bears this week if you that game you'll have to have nfl plus to watch the bears if you're not in chicago or stream it illegally somehow illegally uh jack will give you a streaming I'm going to go with a guy that's been very, very impressive. Nobody really talks enough about, but on tape, he has played really good football, and that is rookie defensive tackle Zach Pickens. Zach with two C's. Zach with two C's. (laughs) Pickens out of South Carolina. This freaking football player is what i thought he'd be and i'm excited to continue to see his ability to not only 
play the run and do some of the things that I see that he's doing, but also his ability inside for a young rookie to rush the passer from the interior. He has some good, you know, he's got a good toolbox of inside move, whether it be rip or speed to power, ripping through. And then I just like the swim technique that he put on. He's been really, really good. So obviously a lot of talk about Dexter and what have you, but Pickens has gotten a hell of a lot more get off. And I'm very excited about what he brings to the table for the Chicago Bears. So he's going to be my guy I'm watching for this Bears versus Colt by Bears versus Bills this weekend. There it is. Bear up, bear down, bear up for this weekend. Once the season starts, we'll start our regular schedule. Real quick, let me ask you guys. Got a little bit of trivia. Who is the youngest player on the Chicago Bears roster right now? Oh. Any guesses? Um, Edmonds. No. Tremaine Edmonds, no. Tyler Scott. I'm going to say... Scott's very close, but it's not him. Good question. Noah Sewell? Who'd you say, Phil? Noah Sewell? Cherie? No. I don't know. I don't be keeping up with all of these guys. Noah Sewell. Is the I'm youngest. right. Yeah, so the top Dang three yuck. top three youngest players on the team. Number one, Noah Sewell. Number two, Tyler Scott. Any idea who number three is? Tyson Bajan. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Steven Jervon, Jervon Dexter. Oh. Oh, really? Yep. All three okay. of those guys are Still just 21 years old. Sewell just just turned 21 the very end of April. Holy shit. Yep. Wow. Something very... Mailey really fucked up by saying Edmonds, who's been in the league for six years, but we won't won't pick on him. (laughs) You said he got paid at 24 or whatever. When he came in the league, he was like 18, so... Yeah. Anyway, Brett's like, fuck it. Like we're just going to bypass the rookies. So. <laughs> Six-year veteran from Maine Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So, uh, Travis so Bell has been looking good. How about, how about Peterman? Peterman. Yeah, Peterman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who is the oldest player on the team? You know, I, I know who it is immediately. Yeah? You should, you should know. I'm, Come on. I'm it's pretty easy. a blank in my head. When I it's tell cool. you who it is. It's the um the what the long snap not the the holder no, no. not he's, him he's, na- he's named after a car. Ford? No. I think Ford. No, that's a good car. Mercedes. Uh, Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. No, How can yes. I forget oh about that? That's right. Movie. That's right. Yeah. Good memory, Shane. Thirty-nine years man. old. He's looking at the screen. Mercedes so, yeah. Lewis. So yeah, Mercedes <laughs> Lewis, thirty nine. Patrick Scales, thirty five. Cody Whitehair, thirty one. That's how Cairo, Cairo, thirty one. Patrick, thirty. 
that I have no Ooh, idea yeah. that that Aviante Collins I thought was an undrafted free agent for some reason he's 30 years old. Jesus Christ. I was totally well, pretty lost. good. Mercedes Collins. Lewis. Mercedes yeah. Lewis isn't called Mercedes Lewis anymore. He's called Old Jalopy Lewis. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sheree. Isaiah um, Ford? You said car. <laughs> oh, shit. I know. I know. Blake Bortles? <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm so glad oh. that no one knows that joke. <laughs> All right. One more bit of trivia. Who is the head? Oh. Heaviest player on the Chicago Bears roster. Oh, the heaviest. Uh, heaviest. The big boy, Nate Jones. Jones. It is not Tremaine Edmonds, Brett. I'll give you a <laughs> hint. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate Davis. There Nate you go. Davis. How about that? No, it's not Nate um, Davis. I got to think it's the big man. There's somebody that weighs uh, 19 pounds more than Nate Davis. Billings. Think. I gotta think it's Darnell Wright. No, Phil saying Darnell Wright. Who did you say, Jackal? Billings. No, how can I not go Billings or no Bravion Roy? Right? He looked like he was a giant. Bravion Roy is listed at three hundred and thirty pounds, and he is not is he? the highest. Yes. Holy shit! I thought he would be. Bravion they have Roy. Andrew Billings listed at three eleven. No fucking way. Yeah, I'm I agree. Cheating. I'm going with Phil. <laughs> so on Roy, right? He looked, there's a, like, there's no, a two there's a two pound difference between the top two guys. Larry Borum comes in at three hundred and thirty three pounds. Cheapers in this he, corner. He looks Cheapers. like he's under three thirty three to me right now. But number one, heaviest guy on the roster. At six foot six, 335 pounds, out of the University of Tennessee, offensive tackle, Darnell Wright. Damn, I was right. To begin six, six, 335. That's he like, doesn't look 330. It's like the no. same size as Bryce Young, essentially. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> There's no Bravion Roy on a scale, is gotta weigh more. Did you see the sizes? Dude, oh, yeah. Doing the Daniel well, it's like Billings. The There's top. no way it's Andrew like Billings is 311. Bravion's Roy shoulder pad goes yeah. in and his stomach goes over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's how big he is. I'm like, this dude is a big man. We'll see. Anyway, right. it's that time. Wrap it up. We had the McDonald's talk, the prop bets, the second string quarterback debate quarterback on the mind as we head into this last preseason game the scrimmage to set the tone for the season we'll be live covering on bears hour Shout out, I know you hear me, baby. Shout out.
I know you see me, baby. Shout out. We gotta holla at you. Keep it 100 crew. Gotta show love to Shout out. I know you hear me, baby. Shout out. I know you see me, baby. Shout out. We gotta holla at you. Keep it 100 crew. Gotta show love to From the fans in the stands to the follows on the ground. On the Thanks for your support. Showing love in the DM. We stay special strong. Fight together till the end. Now it's time to shout out worldwide friends and fam life. The network that keeps it real. 100 crew. So many in the world that I gotta show love to. But some this part, see the show is at its end. But for me, it's so important. Thank the charter members and the fans. Built the network, speak the truth through the tape. Never run around the truth. No narratives we create. Set them straight. No bubble screen on fourth and eight. Call your Jane getting nervous. Cause keeping them up too late. That's it. No more to say to get the shot of vital But hurry up, cause the postman's getting homicidal Shout out, I know you hear me, baby Shout out, I know you see me, baby Shout out, we gotta holla at you Keep it 100 crew, gotta show love to Shout out, I know you hear me, baby Shout out, I know you see me, baby Shout out, we gotta holla at you Keep it 100 crew, gotta show love there we are back delivering the mail shout outs jackal Hello. Is back. Hi. Dorit is back. I don't know what's happening there. There. Hey. Green is back. See how it makes me close and come out when you try to fix it. Anyway, Cherie, since you're the lady of the house, do you have any shout out? Um, not really. Just shout out to you guys, you know, and what you do. Thank you for. Providing one content every week on Wednesday. You know, the time that you all give, I know we all got stuff going on, but this is a nice break from everything. So I just appreciate having you guys as friends that I can call on and talk to and enjoying talking football with you because I don't have a lot of friends that talk Bears football. So So just love you guys. Thank you for what you do. And this shout out is just for y'all. Thank you. Jackal yep, yep. deserves that. <laughs> In the basement at my parents' house on the Cape. It must have been 97 <laughs> degrees up there. And it was, oh, it was the worst. And I was Didn't sweating they my ass. Did sell that house too? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, because he's making crystal meth in the basement. (laughs) Uh, No meth, but Jesus. It's been a lot of summers up there in college. It was a good time. It was an ice cream, man. It was a lot of fun. We could have had the uh, TTNL party on the Cape. Jeepers. Jeepers, creepers. Oh, Mr. Maley, thank you so much for your time tonight. Jumping on the show with us. Of course. Any shout-outs? Of course. 
Cherie actually stole, stole my shout out, just like I uh, stole her bear down. I wanted to just say thanks to you guys. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. You guys, you guys are awesome. I know, uh, not to not to do too much of an aside, but I know we've all had to deal with some some issues, uh, family wise and health wise and things like that. But you guys are always, as Cherie said, just kind of a a bastion of fun and you know just something you can turn to when times are a little tough which as uh, phil had said earlier that's how i discovered you guys uh, first and foremost gosh six seven years ago so um thanks for having me on i really appreciate all your friendship and i appreciate you having me as part of the ttnl family and uh, this is this is always a, a highlight of the season for me you love it right i love you man absolutely brett the writer too was so Love and this guys. is before I knew Brett. <laughs> That's how I first met him. I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? This is amazing. Yeah. You know, I remember like back when we he was first around, I'm like, this guy just started following me on Twitter. It says he's on fucking Pawn Stars. I'm like, I love that show. I'm like <laughs> looking around. I'm like, holy shit, it's the art appraiser. I remember that. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And you Brett. have a huge fan in Prague, by the way, Brett. Ela and the kids are over visiting their mom and dad, and Ela's father uh, is, is a right? oh, he absolutely loves Pawn Stars, so he always gets a kick out of when we have you Great. on the show, and he always wants me to send my love to you because he loves watching all you guys on Pawn Stars over in Prague. So you got a fan all the way overseas. I think I think we've talked about that. You know, I'm, yeah. I've got I'm a check to send. Uh, yeah, yep. we actually settled in a, a kind of a Czechoslovakia uh, called Yukon, uh, yep. which they still have <laughs> right. a Czech hall. They have you know all sorts of you know kolache you know bars, and, yep. you know, all sorts of stuff. So uh, please tell them tell them hello, and at some point I Absolutely. I might go to Prague. I'd love to to kind of get more yep. in touch with my uh, heritage, and I'll buy him beautiful. A, I'll buy him a, a good uh, draft beer. Oh, he, nice. he won't, he won't turn that down. Well, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, us checks, we like our beer for sure. Oh yeah. There's a pub on every, the end of every street over there. It seems <laughs> like so. Well, Brett, you're the best and Absolutely. we appreciate you as a friend, as well as an informed bears fan. And, and thank you for all the kind words and support that you give that not only this network, but Shane and I personally, you're, you've become more like a family member, just like we say here. It's not just words, it's actions. And that's usually what speak the loudest. So thank you well, for thanks, coming guys. on tonight. Shane? Well, one of these days, we're going to get you out to Las Vegas. Oh. We're going to have a good yeah, time. Yeah, we, we'll, we, we got to. We got to, man. I love that. Yeah. We got to get Shane just out of the house. Then we could. Well, guys, I hate. No problem, Brett. We know you got to go, Brett. Look at Phil eating the noodles. Made me hungry. Yeah, I don't blame you. I hear you. All right. Yeah. Love you, brother. Take care, Brett. Good luck with the Da Vinci Project. Great time with you guys. And love you too, guys. All right. Don't be froze. Frozen moment. Go. There he goes. See you, Brett. He Thanks, Brett. Your pint hands are good. Big Brett. Brett Maley. Yeah. Hey, so, last whole show. It didn't go out, Shane. Yeah, he's still frozen. He's still got his 
hand down there, but yeah, um, kind of a, I don't know. It's a kind of a sad shout out. Um, you guys know my family's over in Europe visiting family. And unfortunately we got some bad news that Ela's cousin battled some mental health issues. Unfortunately lost her battle. Ended up taking her own life. Wow. He was over there, so it's been a kind of dealing with that kind of behind the scenes, and you know, when you're not there with your kids or with your family under the circumstances, it's always, always tough. But I always think it's very, very important, no matter the situation. And you guys all know this here, um, Jackal. You talk about it, you know, just picking up the phone or texting a friend or just Stay checking in me. with somebody to see how they're doing that can always make an impact and maybe that person who feels like in their life that they're at the end of their rope uh maybe a, a text message or you know a word of inspiration or letting somebody know that they do matter to you maybe that can help them uh you know continue on and 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 fight but unfortunately she she lost her battle with that and um you know it's like i said tough nothing that you ever want your kids to experience or 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 be around or even have to have to deal with but it's you know it's it's life there's not a family around that doesn't have to deal with tragedy like that and it was our turn now and and we we face it and deal with it and send our thoughts and you know positive energy towards the the family as they're you know entering their their grieving process but um yeah it's kind of kind of where i'm at uh, sad way to to end the show but i think very important to talk about because no matter how dark the days are the <clears throat> the sun still comes up tomorrow and um, the days can be brighter and just uh, if you haven't talked to somebody in your family for a while or a friend, just uh, reach out and let them know that they that they matter to you and that can make all the difference in the world. I'm so sorry for your loss. Sorry, Shane. So that's tough. It. Man. Uh, obviously, I'm just finding out now, but that's tough. I My condolences to you. Yeah you and Ela and her family and everybody your son obviously your daughter everyone that's going through it i would have to shout them out yeah. send the positive energy towards shane's family across over in the czech republic um that's tough i don't even yeah. know how to just to in shane just yeah. to 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 echo your sentiment you know um if you are worried about somebody too though you know don't be afraid to say something yep. you know um totally agree. sometimes it takes having that courageous conversation with somebody where you just may think it's not your place but at the same time just letting somebody know you are worried you know um may be the catalyst for them to yep. actually look in the mirror themselves and understand that there's something going on but also, yeah, if you're thinking about somebody or just, you know, in general, reach out and say hi to somebody. If you haven't talked to them in a while, say hello. You're right, Shane. I'm so sorry you're dealing with yeah, your family. Your Ela's family's going through that and your family as well. 
Um, so my condolences to uh, the Marsaws and the rest of uh, Ela and her family. Appreciate it. Well, my shout out is to Brett Maley for jumping on the show and having a great conversation into Shane putting aside that and coming on the show shows yeah, you can, what kind of character he has and and what this network means to him and to all of you fans that come in and talk about the Chicago Bears. Uh, one shout out to John Taylor, who's in the chat. He's staying up late night. Not our future running back, but yeah. <laughs> Our future running back, but he's over in the UK. John J O N. Jane, John, nice. John Taylor. Said, Shout out that, to you. Fuck that H. Fuck that, that H. H is for hose. Boats and hose. Hose. Shout out to to all of you fans checking in with us and a special shout out to the four, no, the five dads that I got off the sideline, Shane, put them all in holding bags so we could run through our plays. There you go. Get some (laughs) volunteers. Way to go, coach. Grab them all. I'm like, let's go. Let's get these dads. Yep. Let's get them out there. They had a blast. Love it, it really helped the young offensive line gel, trying to get them to gel. So shout out to those guys. Uh, we will see you back here Saturday. Bears Hour Live. Maybe pop up. Become a patron. The tape never lies. You see it at the bottom of the screen. You could scan that whatever. What is this thing called? A QR code. QR, QR code. code. Thank Jesus. you. Scan it with your phone. Whether you got a Galaxy or an iPhone, whatever the fuck you you might have that Google phone. Scan it, follow TTNL. Let other people know. We'll see you guys next week. Back here, we got Courtney Cronin next Wednesday night. Going to talk about all of the Bears' cuts and moves as they prepare themselves for the Green Bay Packers. We'll see you guys next time here on the best Bears show on the planet. The tape never lies. Keeping it 100. What's up, everybody? This is NFL Network's Adam Ray. This is only Cruz. This is Matt Waldman. This is Chris Zorch from your Chicago Bears. I'm Dion Miller. Dan Weaver. I'm Courtney Cronin. Hey, this is David Kaplan. Listen to me. You want to learn football? Listen to my guy, Phil. And Shane. Shane and Bill. Shane and Bill. Oh, Bill. On the Tape Never Lies Network. On the Tape Never Lies Network. Tape Never Lies Network. The Tape Never Lies Network. Tape Never Lies Network. Home of the greatest Chicago Bears fans on earth.